Hi. Welcome to Stay Wrestling Apologize upon the Brooklyn Mall Hook the Big Man. How you doing today? I'm doing well, Brooklyn Mahler. But how are you? I'm doing all right today, big man. A lot of stuff going on in the world of professional wrestling, big man. Mm. Uh, especially in AEW, man. <laughs> um QT Marshall has resigned from AEW, man. What's going on with that? Well, Conan said that he had known that behind the scenes he was frustrated. He wanted to be in the ring more. And we don't know exactly what his next step is, but apparently Major League Wrestling was very interested in QT Marshall and was very surprised that he's become available. So we may see him in MLW. Um, he was he universally loved backstage, and he said he did a lot of stuff backstage. He's a very important person backstage. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it, during this time, AEW is 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 not looking good right now. Uh, it looks like it's in shambles backstage, um, and it, it's just like a lot of stuff coming out right. Not only really that, with QT Marshall, Britt Baker sent out a, a tweet on X uh, about her, about Christian Cage with the promo time and and someone else with a promo time. And, and she got no time during the whole 2023 well, a live mic. Um, so what's going on with that, too? <laughs> well, you know, Brooklyn Mahler, we're fans. We watch and... I think Christian Cage on the microphone um, is kind of a big deal in 2023. And, you know, he has a lot of promo time over most other male wrestlers, let alone Britt Baker, DMD. This hasn't been her year. So even if she had promo time, I don't know what she would really talk about. This really hasn't been about Britt Baker, 2023. It hasn't. Another person she was talking about was MJF. But she's saying they had on Dynamite for that one, those segments on Dynamite, they had more um, promo time than she had, live promo time in front of a crowd than she had the whole entire 2023. That's one, their one promo, it was set 10 minutes and seven minutes, I think it was. And she didn't have um, no promo time in in front of a live crowd the entire year and she's supposed to be the face of the women's division right um maybe she is not no more um i think it's more or less i think timeless tony storm is probably the most influential women's wrestler in AEW right now with her gimmick um and i think she's the person that's probably is the most you know you know person that they put in the most um, stock in right now and they should because it, it works but DMD is is the is the star of AEW women's division but maybe AEW don't look at it like look at her like that anymore that could you know maybe she's not their shiny toy anymore you know well I don't think she is anymore and mm-hmm. you know 
MJF and Christian Cage are in huge storylines for AEW. Right. Would explain why they have the mic time. And she could have said Timeless Tony Storm has had more mic time than than her all year long, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe she doesn't want to create conflict with Timeless Tony Storm. Um, You know, she could say that about a lot of the women who we've seen on the microphone. Soraya has been in backstage scenes. It's just Britt Baker is not in any programs right now. And hasn't been for a while. Hasn't been. And, and you know, her, you were a big supporter of her, a big fan I am, of hers. And I hear that you still are. I mean, to say that to you, she's the face of the women's division. Um, but, but not this year. And, and we'll see if there's another year that she'll, maybe she'll have a big 2024, or maybe she won't at all because they brought in. Um, Maya is her name. Um, yeah, Maya May from from uh, Stardom, and looks like she's going to be doing something with Tony Storm. And uh, so she's Tony Storm's biggest fan. Yes, she is. She's Tony Storm's <laughs> biggest fan, and and let me tell you, Julia Hart is. It looks like she's going to be doing something with Abaddon that has the fans very excited. And so this isn't about. Uh, I'd, I'd say it's not just Britt Baker's, you know, being in the backseat to Chris to uh, MJF or Christian Cage. It's her just not being in any programs compared to anybody. You know? But who fault is that? Is that AEW's fault for not putting her in, um, you know, in some type of um, program? You know? Well, if and, you and- look back at it, it seems like when she started tweeting about Thunder Rosa Mm -hmm. um, over and over again. And a lot of fans felt it was bullying. And Mm -hmm. Thunder Rosa came out and said that she had moments where she thought about harming herself. And, Mm. you know, uh, so, and yes, Britt Baker, DMD, that's a great gimmick. She's a dentist in real life. Thunder Rosa was a social worker who works with um, at-risk youth. I mean, mm-hmm. that's something too, you know? Yeah, it is. And, and so um, it, it just seems around that time, as I remember, shortly after those tweets, Thunder Rosa started, I'm, I'm sorry, Britt Baker started talking about how she used to always talk to Tony about whatever she wanted, but she just doesn't really get the chance to see him anymore. So he might have been pulling, kind of stepping back from her. Yeah. Um, but they did utilize her a whole lot. She was all over their backstage, um, you know, um, shows that they had. Um, uh, it didn't portray her in the best light, so to speak. No, but no, it didn't. You know, but you know, she, um, you know, she was their biggest star, um, and um, you know, um. Maybe because maybe they was trying to look for the that big blow off feud with her and um and her and her with Rebel and um and um, what's the other person's name um Jamie Hader maybe Jamie they never Hader. got to that neither forgot about Jamie Hader got hurt because she got hurt so maybe that was they was trying to go that route with eventually them two going at it um but that never happened because Jamie Hader got hurt got injured unfortunately so. 
maybe that you know that change plant plans change for her you know um yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah but they, they're, they're also saying that this is a ruse and that she's the devil <laughs> <laughs> she might be because she she is involved with adam cole of course long time right. partners um I think some people, you know, it, it could be anybody. You might not even know 100% who it is. They say Tony Khan changes his mind a lot. So they don't even know. He that. don't even know who it is. Or he may have known, but is changing his mind. And and I was, I'd like to think it was Sasha Banks. So, um, but but I think um, another thing though with with Britt Baker, they did put her in that tag team angle with Adam Cole. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and and I don't think that went over very well either, though. Right. Do you so remember that too... where she got hurt? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. You know, the it wasn't they, her they... fault. The execution of that whole thing wasn't very good. And let me tell you, I'm not a fan of hers the way you are. But mm-hmm. but to me, she is like 1980s Ric Flair. She's she's she cheats to win, gets so much heat. And you can't have her not be in that picture. You know, just don't even put her in trios matches. You know, she needs, she's either, she's like Ric Flair was. You either have her in the main picture or you give her a break and bring her back. Right. You know. Speaking of Ric Flair, another AEW issue. Ric Flair was, and has his, his promo on Rampage uh, <laughs> was getting a lot of um, negative attention. To the point where he went on uh, Twitter and saying if if he ever you know f- if AEW ever feel that he put in their company in in a in a bad light so to speak or bringing negative publicity he will um, you know quit AEW. Um, this is off of Ric Flair when he was on his promo on Rampage, which was um, edited out, and he said something to the extent about the all the 18 year old women or something to this, the, to the extent, what exactly was it? Big man. It was, um, all the women 18 to, I forgot what the limit, the cutoff was come to my right. hotel room. And that's Ric Flair being basically Ric Flair. Cause that's who Ric Flair was. He's, he, he's, you know, he talk about space mountain and he, you know, kissed them, Will and Dylan, son of gun. That's what he'd been doing since 19, 19- in the eighties, he's you know he's still that's Ric Flair that's Ric Flair's gimmick. Um, uh, even if he's you know seventy something years old, and um, the dark side of the ring really tarnished him. Really tarnished him, man. Um, that if that never came out, that that promo wouldn't have went over. Wouldn't have been you know ridiculed as much as as it has been. Uh, Would have been you know. Um, but the dark side of the ring with him doing the things that he was doing with that stewardess, unfortunately, and the stuff, his antics and stuff, that really hurt him, you know, really did. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, he says, he, you know, it, it led to him you know, falling out with Jim Ross over Jim Ross's role in, in that uh, episode of Dark Side of the Ring. And, mm-hmm. and, um, but, you know, there are a lot of things that he that um, he hasn't been canceled for. You know, right. I, there's tons of videos of Teddy Long talking about Ric Flair calling him the N-word mm-hmm. all the time. And that hasn't affected Ric Flair. 
And, you know, so, and, and by the way, a lot of that was perpetuated by Ric Flair talking about it over and over again about the plane ride from hell episode of vice. So, and also Tommy dreamer got just as much trouble for kind of brushing it off. Mm-hmm. So, but Ric Flair denies that the things happened the way that the flight attendant said it happened. But yeah. Yeah. He was never convicted of anything, right? No, no. I mean, he was drunk. Never civilly exposed himself. Civilly. Yeah. Any lawsuits? Any lawsuits? I think there were subsequent lawsuits a few years later. Um, settlements? I don't know about any settlements. Um, let me see if he did while we're talking. Right. Ric Flair. Yeah, because um, because if 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 these are allegations and if nothing, if he wasn't, you know, no, no lawsuits or anything that proved that he did it, it's just her his word against hers, right? Um. Well, there was a lawsuit. And she said that, um, well, exposing himself and putting her hand on his body parts and pushing mm-hmm. her up against the back door of a plane. And uh, so there was a lawsuit against the WWE because it was their mm-hmm. plane ride and they have the deeper pockets. And uh, whether it was settled, uh, I don't know if it was at the end of the article doesn't say I'll, I'll find it but you know so um but again he says it never happened but you know that was uh look they dark side of the ring i think people were waiting for the plane ride from hell episodes so yeah this was coming so aw was they wrong for cut editing out that line I think they're doing whatever they can to to not appear in a certain light, maybe when it comes to um, grooming or sexual assault or, or things. I, I agree with you. This is a famous Ric Flair line. He mentioned 18, by the way, which is legal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a, and, and there's a famous promo where he talks about the the elevator only goes up to women who know what they're doing. It's a hilarious promo. Right. And, um, somebody in, in one of the, the memes I saw, somebody wrote that they were audition. They were um, interviewing as a, as an elevator, <laughs> you know, doorman or something. And, and they play the Ric Flair promo and it totally applies. But uh, I'll just say this about, you know, I don't know where all this hate about the Ric Flair promo that people were talking about came from. I have no proof about where it came from. But here's what I'd say. When you have Nia Jax tweeting, Ronda Rousey got sent to a lesser company. When you have uh, Corey, the announcer, what's his last name? Graves. Corey Graves tweeting... um, that the the devil and the mask in AEW he wrote is you know retribution that it was just retro, like a retribution story angle and then you have all these kinds of out of nowhere um complaints about this rick flair thing look i'm just gonna say this brooklyn Mahler. if wwe thinks that these kinds of disparaging things or drumming up these kinds of 
negativity about AEW is going to get WWE a $400 million a year TV deal for Raw, which what they're really going for. I don't think that's going to work. I do think this is a WWE issue. I don't think WWE is the people that's saying things about Ric Flair. I think it's more or less people on Twitter, but again, um, and women, you know, you know, feminists, so to speak. Um, but this is wrestling. You get what I'm saying? This is wrestling. Um, a promo, sexual assault and a promo is something totally different. You get what I'm saying? He's not sexually assaulting anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and his promo, I mean, they say something all the time. You know, like Sky Blue just said something about, uh, you know, about uh, her, her poem, her promo about tits, her tits and stuff like that. Did you see that on Twitter? No. Um, no. So it's, 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 you know, AW just is, I don't see, I don't see anything wrong with it, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think it's a whole bunch of nothing. I think that's just, the nature boy Ric Flair, uh, Will and the Dylan, Jet Flying's son of a gun, you know, that's just him. Unfortunately, he's old. And, you know, some people just, you know, just want to say stuff just to say stuff. They be like, oh, this just is disgusting. That's my grandfather. Well, you know, rich people mess around with young women. That's just that's just what happens, unfortunately. It happens, you know, as long as they're, you know, of age. You know, and it's and it's wrestling. It's not real. It's wrestling. It's scripted. It's not real, guys. It's a show. It's a show, man. It's a show. Right or wrong, big man. It's a show. Right. It's not real. Right. It's, it's not a show. Real. It's not real. It's like a television show on TV. It's like the stories, like all my children. When Adam Chandler was messing with Brooke, he was older than her. Did y'all complain about that? No. <laughs> You didn't. You're, you're exactly right. And also, um, Haley, before she ended up exactly. with Mateo, who she married in real life, she was dating, I forgot who it was, but somebody older as well. That was perfectly yeah. normal back then. It was, it, it's, it's, I'm, it's, I'm just saying, it's not, it's, it's a story. It's Adam like, Chandler okay. and Brooke. Yeah, that was, yeah, she was, she was the redhead. Yeah, she was fine. Right. So, <laughs> and, he, and he was dealing with everybody there. So, even I'm Stewart, his twin him. brother, his his yeah, Stewart his wasn't getting nothing. <laughs> he had the son. He had his son Scott. I remember that. Stewart wasn't getting anything. <laughs> Stuart, that's Adam. That's Adam Child. Adam was portraying like he was Stewart. My sister met David Canary, who had played Adam and Stewart, and I mm-hmm. said, "What was he like?" And she's like, "He's actually more like Stewart." <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm just saying though that. That's what wrestling is. Wrestling is it's just it's the stories, and it, you know, it's just millions of people watch it, and it just you know they have matches, wrestling matches, you know, and sometimes people take things too seriously, you know, um, you know, whatever, man. It's it's crazy. I, I do think though that yes, you are totally right. AEW does have that very. Um, I hate the term virtue signaling because it makes it sound like a negativity to care about people or to care about human rights or civil rights. But they do have people who are very progressive, who call these things out, not consistently, not with specific people, but call these things out. But 
I Rick Flair said that there were people in WWE who have kind of turned against him and he was shocked by that recently. And I think some of these online bots and things are part of that. Right. I think so too. You know, some it's, and you know, the thing about social media is everybody has a voice and sometimes you can people use their voice to hide behind other people's voices, so to speak. Yeah. You can amplify, right? Because to be trending, depending mm-hmm. on the time of day, you just need a couple of hundred. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, exactly. You can say make that a you're trending. Exactly. And people make bots and fake accounts all the time. And oh, just, God. you know, and, you know, you never know what's real and what's not. Um, that's why it's, it's, it's the Internet, right? You can't believe everything you read on the Internet, you know? Um and, and pretty a, soon you won't be able to believe anything, everything you see with the, uh, right. with the um, video AI kind of stuff. Right, exactly. That's becoming um, something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something else, you know. Um, AEW continues in, in the news again, in negative, not in a good light. As Brian Danielson was outed as being a, one of the people upon uh, the committee that fired CM Punk. It was Brian Danielson and two other people, one outside lawyer and one inside lawyer. And he was a person that, um, you know, was saying we should fire CM Punk because his father said he should always do the right thing, no matter what, whether it costs you money or not, you know, whether it's a popular decision or not. You know, Brian Danielson got rid of CM Punk. Unbelievable. Well, Your thoughts? My thoughts are, wow, that that really was a principled stand on his Brooklyn Mahler because there were three people on this committee. That's a pretty small committee, isn't it? Three people. Mm-hmm. And two of them are, are lawyers. One outside attorney, one corporate lawyer for AEW. You knew the lawyers were going to say, because of liability, we should fire CM Punk. Brian Danielson could have said, no, don't fire CM Punk and just been the minority. And he could have been fired anyway. Right. Danielson could say, I stood up for him. Um, He kind of, the line he used about what you just said about what his father taught him reminded me of a line that Ward Cleaver said to Beaver one time. He said, right is right and wrong is wrong. And right is right even when everyone says it's wrong. And wrong is wrong even when everyone says it's right. Um, but yeah, that you're right that this came out and, and I was wondering if the reason this kind of came out was because, because AEW is actually, you know, all this backstage things, but with certain things, they're so good at keeping secrets, right? Certain backstage things, they, not a whole lot gets out, but he could have, um, you know, Tony Khan's not allowed to talk about any of this. So people were asking him, and then what happens? Oh, Brian Danielson. He was the one on the committee. So it could have been AEW that actually leaked this. What I say is this, big man. CM Punk comes back. The week CM Punk come back, everything we just talked about comes out mm-hmm. for AEW. And none of it is good. Oh, by the way, um, <laughs> there, there have been some rumors that um, many eight, many AEW former WWE wrestlers that went to AEW are not happy and want to leave. 
Yeah, I mean, so, you know, there's there's um, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy have spoken up. Yeah, what did Matt Hardy say? He says that it's frustrating. Um, he thinks uh, that there's so much more they could be doing, and um, he feels like they're they they totally want to help put people over, but the way that it's going on is not really doing anything for anybody. And then Jeff Hardy thought that when he came back, it would just kind of be this reset for the Hardy boys and and things like that. I don't know what you think, and I can't wait to hear what you think, whether there is a whole lot they can do. One thing I've always kind of had an issue with about Jeff Hardy, because um, I think with Matt Hardy, he can come up with some great ideas, He, but it's not every idea. You know, even Broken Matt Hardy and Impact Wrestling, first it was his whole thing was I have this new idea. It's called um, Cold-Blooded Matt Hardy, and that didn't really work. And then it slowly became broken Matt Hardy. So you have to give him, you have, you know, you have to give him maybe rampage or something where he could try things out. Mm -hmm. Jeff Hardy, he looks forever young mm -hmm. with, he looks like David Beckham a bit. People mm -hmm. go crazy for him. Just the constant crazy makeup he wears all the time just takes away from that. I just wish he didn't wear it all the time. But I guess when you're a company like AEW, and you tell people you can come here and be free. It's then kind of hard to put your foot down on certain things. Well, the thing with AEW, they have a gazillion amount of people, you know. Um, so you, they, they don't have time. <sighs> the thing with AEW is this: they have a lot of talent, but I don't. But yeah, when they when they really they really focus on a few people right and storyline so mjf is very is really highly focused on right moxley highly focused on omega focused on those guys are always and brian danielson as well because you know he's i think he's the number one guy in AEW now with the power that he has so whatever he says goes and, and you can see that this week when he beat Eddie Kingston, which shouldn't have, he shouldn't have beat Eddie Kingston um, in the Continental Classic. And I think Eddie Kingston's already lost those titles. Right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And, big man, that, that is so disrespectful. And Eddie and the crazy thing about it with that match is, if you watched it, the crowd was so into Eddie Kingston. And when Brian Danielson, who's supposed to be a, 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 a baby face too, right? The crowd was quiet. They was cheering for Eddie Kingston. And when he won that match, poor Eddie Kingston said no and then got bicycle knee. And then the people was not really into Brian Danielson as much as they was in the Eddie Kingston. And it's, and you think about it like, damn, Brian Danielson, he positioned his way backstage to win every match. <laughs> That's how you well, look at it now. I, I see your point, and and I think what they're doing is based on some of the announcing, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about the announcing because I think that's one of their biggest drawbacks in AEW. Is it looks like Eddie, you know, their basic storyline for Eddie that they kind of go to the well to over and over is that he's just having a, a breakdown, mm -hmm. um, that he's going to. I don't know if they're going to finagle some way for him to get into the next round 
I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I think the the disintegration of Eddie's dreams is is what people love about him. And I, but I'm with you about Brian Danielson. Look, I mean, he's he's so he's so popular though. But on the other hand, his biggest stardom was in a WWE as this underdog. And and sometimes when you see him in there, just kneeing people in the head, and he's kind of he's big. He's not taller than Eddie, but he's a big, strong guy. Kind of looks like he's bullying somebody that they're very sympathetic for. And mm-hmm. also, he had one eye. So Brian right. Danielson with one eye. Um, beats uh, Eddie Kingston, and when we all thought this was at least going to be a time limit draw, right? And the thing, another thing with Brian Danielson is that he became, he became a super superstar, was because the CM Punk got mad and left W left and left WWE, because if it wasn't for CM Punk leaving, Brian Danielson was never getting into that main event spot. <laughs> he was never getting in that spot, yeah, you know. Yeah, so, because that ma- that main event that year was going to be Batista and Randy Orton, you know. Mm. And um, if CM Punk would have never left, that would have been, you good. know, yeah. So, so he owes CM Punk, and he backstabbed CM Punk in the back. <laughs> oh. Is that <laughs> your word on it, Brooklyn Mahler? Your official word on this podcast? Backstab yeah. CM Punk in the. Um, let me ask you this, big man. Who had the better? Who's the? I know who's the biggest star between the two. But who's the better wrestler, Brian Dan, Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, or CM Punk? Who's the better wrestler? Now, you and I are are longtime fans who who watched wrestling in the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. So when we talk about better wrestler, we're not just like you know, generation. We're not millennials or Generation Z talking about work rate, you know, we're right. talking about the total package. Right. For me, it's it's clearly CM Punk. I'm I'm not a huge, I've never been a huge fan of Brian Danielson. I I don't think even people on Twitter today were saying, man, that match last night showed the world while he's the goat. I didn't. I'm I'm not hating on it, Mahler. I I didn't think it was anything spectacular. It was the usual knees and kicks, wasn't it? Right. Something. No, that's it's it's that, and it's they they want to say drama. They want to say drama, but I'm gonna ask you that just to say who's the biggest star in wrestling? CM Punk. Okay, biggest star. Okay, there you go. And they both basically had the same pathway. Both started in Ring of Honor. And I think CM Punk had the better Ring of Honor um, career as well, too, if you want to really think of it. Yeah, he had more, to me, he had more memorable matches in Ring of Honor. Right. I mean, his dog collar match got the same publicity as some of the biggest WWE matches that year in Pro Wrestling Illustrated because everybody was talking about it. Right, and I think also if you want to go WWE career, I think Brian, I think CM Punk had the better WWE career too, because I Would think you say Brian, that woman of the Yes movement was the, like that small sample was bigger than CM Punk's biggest WWE. No, moment. no, because CM Punk, if you really think of it, CM Punk, you know, had the the title for about a year. He did. He had the WWE title for about a year. Um. And Brian Danielson had the belt for about, you know, as soon as he got the belt, they put him in a feud with Kane. 
and then he and then he lost it. Punk <laughs> got the belt and, and was winning when he had the title. So you think about and the only reason why Punk lost it was because The Rock came back and, and The Rock beat him mm-hmm. um, at the Royal Rumble, which caused this whole situation that happened. Because if Punk would have never lost, if Rock would have never came back, CM Punk would have went on to WrestleMania probably with with the title, and 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 probably none of this stuff would have ever happened. He probably ended up main eventing um the the WrestleMania twenty nine, and probably would have took on John Cena and probably lost to John Cena. But he would have had his WrestleMania moment. You know what I'm saying? So I think he Punk had the the better WWE career. Than Brian Danielson, he had the yes movement, and that was about it. You know, I think, but I think that yes movement was like overall. I'm saying I'm agreeing with you that Punk is a bigger star, but I think when I think of their WWE careers, that yes move. I remember watching the news, you know, and to them covering the yes movement you know, in, a, in a segment. You know, so it was big. That was big, but but I mean, that's that might be like saying Kofi Mania is bigger than you know Randy Orton's biggest pop or something. It's not the same. It's, I mean, you could the high note may be the high note, but the whole song is right. Right, I I agree with you. Um, so I just wanted to you know ask you that question with CM Punk. Yeah, no, I'm a CM Punk. Uh, never a big fan of his WWE work, but I loved his AEW work more than anything, more than any of his other work. You know, unfortunately, his AEW career was marred with injuries backstage and Mindy's muffins. <laughs> they got to look on the bright side. He gave them his return. And that was a cool. <laughs> he did. He made a lot of money. Um, so also, I've heard, um, you know, that Tony Khan and uh, the big <laughs> promo for CM Punk, uh, they signed NDAs, so none of them can talk about it. So there will be no podcast, uh, nobody talking on TV about each other. So they signed non-disclosure agreements. What's your thoughts on that? <clears throat> oh, these NDAs, sometimes they get broken and courts don't honor NDAs. But um, those are usually when there's illegality involved. That's why people spoke out about Fox News for sexual assault and harassment, even though they had signed NDAs. Well, you can't enforce an NDA if you're trying to cover up illegal activity. That's what the courts were saying in those cases. Um, in, the, in this situation, it's you know, I, I do think it, it could be. I don't see how it would hurt AEW for the truth to come out because I'm I'm sure it was I'm sure it was bad, um, and I'm sure it, I just have a feeling AEW would look better if we knew everything that was going on. But um, who knows, Brooklyn? You think so? I I do. I especially with London and and maybe some of the other things that they didn't want anybody to know about. Apparently, that's the rumor. Other incidents with him. Um, but look, we might be reading about some things in WWE locker room in the future. Who knows? It's possible, but it's wrestling. I mean, everybody doesn't get along, but you got to really look at it like this. Uh, another thing, um, for the NDA, can Brian, Brian Danielson, because <clears throat> you look at it, 
CM Punk returns to WWE. It's the most, uh, it's the highest social media, um, you know, post in all in the history of the WWE. Right? At, at, at I thought it was like seventy-one million views over across all WWE social media platforms. His return, so it did big numbers, big big numbers, and it's drawing a whole lot of interest. Right? So the WWE dominating. Social media, right? Well, right you now. know how Twitter views or X views work. If it's just if you're scrolling and you scroll past it, that's a view. Well, then if that's the case, then we can say that with the one with Adam Copeland, he because it got high numbers too with him do, doing the same thing. Did then we really? can say for that too, it got high numbers, very high numbers. Adam Copeland um, views on YouTube. So if that's the case, we're going to say that we say that about AEW too because that did high numbers, you know. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think like WWE brags about their social media more than AEW does. Well, well, it's it's well. It's, you're you're going to say they have something to brag about. What's something to brag about? You know, you're going to say no. What I said was you're going to say they have something to brag about. <laughs> like they have something to brag. About. Yeah, but I'm just saying that you know the um social media platform. It's it's there, right? Yeah. Um, the numbers are the numbers. Can they be? If can they be? Um, you know. Um, can they can they be um inflated? Yes, I mean I think so. But come on, seventy one million. I mean, there's a lot of views. You know, um, it's a lot of interest in it. If you see the people, the the streamers, um, watching watching it and seeing the excitement, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff there. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a lot yeah. of interest there. Yeah. So, but um, with AEW. Um, I I think that as far as Brian Danielson go, it's it's really strange for them to come for him to come out and put that out there the same week as CM Punk returns. It just don't looks it don't look right. Why say that now? Why post that now? You get what I'm saying? Why post it at all? Like, what was someone's gonna out you and 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 put it on? Sean Russell said he knew about it before. He said he wasn't going to say anything until, you know, they said something. So why, 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 if everybody knew about this months ago, which was in September, why say something now? Again, that's I think, what I'm saying, big man. Why I say think, something at this moment when he comes back? Why say something now? Again, I think it's because Tony Khan kept getting asked about it and it was his way of just passing it over to Daniel Bryan. Now is that is that a is that a is is that um do you think that is a can be considered a a um you know a, a not uh the NDA being broken to a third party? I'd have to see what the NDA is about. It, that those kinds of things are in the or in the language of it, like what you are allowed to talk about, whether it's just confirming or denying something. You know that's different too, right? Because we know who he was fired. Do we need to know why he was fired? It, like, what, who fired him or the committee? And <laughs> do we need to know this? Like, we already know who we he was fired with cause, right? Right. Now you coming out to saying you was a part of that committee to fire him? Why? Why are you saying that now? Why you didn't come out and say? Why you didn't come out and say on 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 that dynamite? That, we, that would have been a great book. episode. <laughs> right. Been great. Yeah, Brian Danson comes out and says, yeah, 
Phil Brooks has been fired by Dan Brian Danielson. He was our committee. Why why not go all the way? If you're gonna say oh not say nothing at all. It don't make sense. You get what I'm saying, big man? It don't make sense now. I, I get I I'm gonna this may not be true at all, but I think it is AEW passing the burden to Brian Danielson to field those questions instead of Tony Khan. That's and that's terrible to do that because now he has to answer these questions. Um and and and, and, and it's gonna make him look, you know, look a certain way. And now yes, he's yes. fight he's finding people too. He he's he's one of his role he gets to find wrestlers too. Yeah, you have Listen, you have so many people backstage. Why is Brian Danielson's responsibilities finding people backstage? But that's one of those things about pro wrestling. Like I never thought, you know, in Florida that young Barry Windham was the booker. You know, I didn't even know what a booker was when I used to watch in the eighties. Um right. but it's it's strange how that is, you know. It's because you think like you know, Adam Pierce is now apparently the producer, a producer for both Raw and SmackDown. He got a promotion. Mm-hmm. But you think like with all the other responsibilities, are these the best people for the job always? You know, doesn't it just sp- spawn resentment in some ways? You know, I don't know. AEW has too many um, wrestling minds in the back, Right. For them to use an active wrestler for roles. Now, the EVPs is this one of the reasons why the EVPs, um, um, the Young Bucks went, took a hiatus? Um, because they're taking that, they, from what I understand, they're taking a hiatus and they're gonna come back as hills, from what I heard. And, um, super dick. So, that was right, the, was they've <laughs> trademarked. Oh my goodness! Uh, so, like De- Brian Jensen is fine, finding wrestling. It's like the inmates are running the asylum there. Brian Danielson, I'm wrestling Brian Danielson. I better make sure I'm. I I I, I take his kicks. Eddie Kingston had to beat him. Had to let him beat him because now he was to find him. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it don't look right. Like for you to to put an active one of the boys, so to speak, and and uh. Um, as a as a um judge during execution of position, I don't. Well, apparently, I, don't think he, I agree with you, but apparently, he won't be one of the boys much longer. Um, his they have an idea of which pay per view is going to be his final one, and so it's getting closer. Uh, so he might just be that backstage person. Um. Oh, and you see WWE released a lot of employees, too. Well, you know yes. what? I say WWE, but it's not really WWE, is it? It's Endeavor. Yeah, it's Endeavor that makes these decisions, isn't it? So. Yep. Yeah. But kind of figured that was going to happen, right? Because they don't need two people doing the same thing. But before we get to that, I just want to continue with the, on the AEW front. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> They're much more interested right now. Trying to move it along. Don't try to go even AEW because I know you know AEW is, you know, um, because you know Brian Danielson, man, this it's 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 mind-boggling. 
you know, uh, what's going on behind the scenes at AEW. And um, too much talent that's there. Who's and the most underutilized person, in your opinion, in AEW? The most utilized? You Under- can name a whole bunch of people. Name one. Underutilized person there. Well, DMD is one, right? Um, let me ask you this, big man. Give me your top five, top, top five women's wrestlers in AEW right now. To me, or just in general, who are the top five in AEW? To you. Let's go to you. It's your opinion. Okay. Well, by the way, Serena Deeb, did you read the reason she was a Yes, let's do let's let's think let's let's see let's talk about that too. Guys, yeah, talk about she Serena was Deeb. she for an unexplained reason she was suffering from seizures. And then she mm. said she had every test done, everything, there's no answers, but she's now cleared to come back. So that's scary to go yeah. with seizures randomly, and it's not because you have um uh, epilepsy or not because of this or that. It's uh, that's pretty scary. Yeah, scary. But you know, they do take bumps, hit their head, brain. You're right. That has to be it. So it has to be, you know, she take top ropes and jump, jump. It's, you know what I'm saying? That's a wrestling is not, it is not, it's not ballet. No. Yes. <laughs> no. You, you, you know, you're banging, you, you're running against the rope. Running the ropes can give you whiplash. Oh, that's a great point. And I remember, you know, whenever I would watch with my dad and people do the flare chops all the time, mm-hmm. he would say, you know, that could break someone's sternum, even mm-hmm. if you're just trying to make a loud sound. And I think we've all seen they do it so much. We've seen people actually hit the throat by accident. Yep. The chop. Doing simple things can get hurt, big man. Like leap the leapfrog, like Shane McMahon on a leapfrog. <laughs> Yeah, Get injured after that. That was hilarious. I'm sorry. That was terrible. No, that's not hilarious, man. Uh, Come on, big man. Yes, he came in to be the hero, and then it's. it's but it's, but a leapfrog can get you can you can get hurt on for a leapfrog, like you can get hurt doing the simplest things in the ring. Well, his father you know? trying to run in the ring, mm-hmm. the Royal Rumble, or you know, it's like the average person. Like when people put down the divas back in the early 2000s and late 90s, mm-hmm. like the average person, I'm not talking about a person who has disabilities, the regular person who gets suplexed on the floor is not getting back up. Right. Seconds. And they probably might end up on disability from that one time. Right. You're blowing out discs in your back. That's not normal. No, it's not. By the way, on Netflix, there's a doc. I think it's Netflix. Maybe it's HBO Max. But there's a documentary on figure skating and all the head injuries women suffer from the pairs figure skating. Right. It's not easy. This Landing is, on this your is head on the ice. Oh yes. God. You're taking a risk. And the, but, the, and, but this is wrestling. Every, when you, you perform a suplex, the person giving it and the person taking it, they're both you know, getting you both having some type of impact. Yeah. And, you know, we don't hear about them. There's not discussion about what women in wrestling go through physically. You know? Right. So, oh, so yeah, Serena Deeb, we, she's my favorite AEW wrestler. But as far as right now, the top five, I mean, Tony Storm, um, to me, Emmy Sakura, 
She loses all the time. She does. She shouldn't. She'd be great in a stable or being like the mama-san of a stable or something like that. Emi Sakura, her, um, I guess you'd say Julia Hart based on her reaction from the crowd. Mm -hmm. um, the match this week, did you see... Um, well, I'd say I'd probably say Abaddon whenever they decide to use her. Mm -hmm. And uh, number five... Um, you know, because number five is kind of such a, there's such a distance between five and four, three and two and one, I'd say for number five, I, I really like, um, Kiera Hogan had a really good match. Mm -hmm. Did you see it? Who was she against? I'm trying to remember. I'm just uh, it was Abaddon. That was a really good match, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And I'm a fan of hers. And, and you know, of course, I also like um, Stir It Up, you know? Oh, Red yeah, Red Velvet. Yeah. Who are your top five? Me, DMD, uh, right now. Oh, this year? Uh, right now? Okay. Yeah, DMD is my favorite. Because she's, you know, she, she's top. She's I'm talking about women stars. She's a woman star um, right now that AEW have on their roster, right? Doesn't mean they're utilizing them correctly. The only person they're really utilizing correctly right now is probably Timeless Tony Storm. And she's got over by being by using um being a sports entertainer. That's how she got over. This yeah. is not what AEW do. AEW is not sports entertainment. You know what That's I, what John I Martin argued said. with you about that last week and and I just want to apologize because you're correct. Um yes, sports entertainment is you know, the entertainment is a huge part of pro wrestling, you know, the majority of it. But AEW did sell themselves on being an alternative. So you are correct. I do agree with you. Right. And hey, she got over doing WWE stuff, um, which which is fine because it's it's great. And whoever's whoever's behind that. Do we know who is um, the producer of her of her segments? I guarantee you it's somebody from WWE that's producing her segments. The timeless Tony Storm stuff. Whoever's doing that, they're doing great stuff. Because <laughs> the I stuff. Just the, it and I just, it doesn't say. Because the thing about it is that the the way that the the they do the way that they're doing it, it's like she's Marilyn Monroe. She's in the 1950s and 1930s, and she's talking just like they have the. The announcers out there, they have Renee doing it. The other guys out there doing, they have everybody's out there. They they have Mariah, the guy who's her biggest fan. They have everything that they doing with her is like perfect. Like how they came up with this stuff, and you wonder if they, they come up with good stuff, great stuff. Like this is great stuff. Oh, here's something. Um, Tony Khan, while doing the media for Full Gear, he said Tony and I had a shared vision for this stuff a long time ago. I came to Tony Storm and I showed her some ideas, old Hollywood movies, because it's the kind of stuff she loves. And she had a vision that was very similar because the word she kept using was starlet. And when I first started working on getting Mariah May's visa and stuff, which took longer than I would have liked, but it worked out great. So I sat down with Tony a long time ago talking about old movies and plans and things we could do. She started watching the movies. She sank her teeth into it more than anybody has ever sunk their teeth into anything. She had great ideas. We brainstormed. She's great. I love working with her. She is a starlet. 
she is what you see. So that's pretty okay. Because when she came and when she when she accepted her her third title run, she said, "Yeah, I wanted to thank Hethany Khan." <laughs> remember, she was getting played out with the music, like at the yeah. Oscars. Yeah. No, I'm not done yet. <laughs> I, I will That's tell you this stuff. though: I actually like Roderick Strong segments more. The next Strong stuff was good too. Whoever produced that was some great stuff too. That's some. That's great stuff. I mean, I like what he's doing. Like, I love when he when he's in the ring, what he did last night, when he came in and beat them up after the bell and then had to be helped back into the chair. I, I love all, I love everything. Some of the Tony Storm backstage interviews, I mean, the segments they do where everything's black and white, some of them are the same. It feels right. like week in, week out, you know? But well, it's, it's kind of tough. It's, it's, Bing, man, it's tough to do weekly television to do new things and to find new things. It's tough. You know, um, you got to be very, uh, got to be very creative, right? And sometimes you need a lot more than a lot of people to throw out ideas. And sometimes, some days, it's not everything is not going to be a hit, you know? No, and, you and know? sometimes those people that could do the best job aren't the ones that are hired to be backstage in a pro wrestling company. I mean, right. I think there's a reason. I mean, Lucha Underground, man, people are like their segments. And yes, they had a lot of wrestlers running different parts of the show, but they also had showrunners and, and Robert Rodriguez and, and producing. Mm -hmm. So they had, you know, whenever people said, oh, if WWE or whatever is sold to Netflix, that'll be the end of it. They'll take it away from Triple H and give it to some Hollywood person. You don't know if that will be the worst thing in the world. Sometimes people who are creative have good ideas. <laughs> That's all. Right. So let me ask you this. Um, you want to move on to the WWE front. Um, before we get to the firings, I want to ask you this. Um, the next, the TV, the TV deal, where do you see them going? Both of them, Raw and AEW. No, I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go with um Raw first because AEW TV deal. When is AEW TV deal up? Uh, let's see. You know what's interesting? I think this is the only podcast where, like, if you ask a question, we just Google the answer. How many times have I we watched like those? Really, the top one. They're like, "What year was he born?" I don't know. <laughs> so they're saying it to the producer guy. What year was that <laughs> he born? I don't know. You know, uh, so let's see. What is a stupid Bing? Let me go to Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, I, I, I mean, because one about discovery, right? Um, so I think it's might be maybe two more years, maybe two, three more years. Uh, let's see. AEW's so, deal with Warner Brothers Discovery expires on December thirty first, twenty twenty four. Oh, that's that's oh my god! <laughs> that's in a year. Wow. Oh my god, that's coming up real close. So, so that so so there has been rumors I've seen uh, some places on Twitter um, that you know that Warner Brothers Discovery may get into the Raw business. You know what I'm saying? As far as you know, trying to acquire Raw. 
Well, look, that's why I'm saying I don't think it's a coincidence that you see WWE talent, ref, you know, criticizing AEW on Twitter at the same time and certain things coming up about AEW. Um, I think that's all part of it. I think they're I think they're trying to make AEW look even worse to Warner Brothers Discovery and make themselves look better. Which I, I think is a I, I think they are, and I, I don't. I think that's a dangerous game. When you so. have Vince McMahon, you have Marty Jannetty talking about how Sean and he used to drug and rape women. I mean, for every negative thing about AEW, there's about a hundred that if they wanted to play dirty, they could about WWE. But that's the wrestling business in general, big man. During the eighties, seventies, and eighties, stuff that was going on there. You know, the wrestling business is not what you call that. It's not, I mean, that's every wrestling business the WWF, the WWF, WCW, Florida Championship Wrestling, you know, um, the um, WCCW. I mean, everything that was going CWA, everything you that every wrestling part, part of tor- territories, something was going on. And that's every wrestling, everything. Back in the well, day, actually, stuff going on. back into the 30s and 40s, my dad loves this website um, of Golden Age Wrestling because he used to. One of his patients one time was Jack Pfeffer, who was a famous wrestling promoter. Mm-hmm. And this was when Jack Pfeffer was elderly, but um, he used to like in in those days, those black and white days, he would take out ad space in newspapers and say, "Well, here's what the other company's going to do. It's all fake." They're fake. I'm not. They are. They're, they're, this guy's going to win the title. Here's a fo- Here's a picture of their of their booking sheet. Those mm-hmm. things happen. I think, though, WWE, the MLW whips, um, lawsuit about Stephanie McMahon pressuring uh, the networks to drop um, MLW from the 2B deal. Mm-hmm. I think they're the ones that still do it because they're still around and some of the newer companies mlw aew um nwa power uh they don't because they you know they haven't been around as long and so i think it just makes wwe stand out even more in the negative Mm -hmm. it's Um, true you were talking about possibities for the the yeah for raw for Raw, right. Um, let me see. Okay. Um, here are the choices. Uh, Disney? No. Um, uh, also, NBC Universal. Um, that would be, you know, similar to the USA deal because that's the same amazon no it's bad netflix who has amazon who has, well, who has amazon these are paid services amazon yeah, probably the, paid service but look at the nfl deal for amazon um netflix and warner brothers discovery right wwe wants 400 million dollars a year right and that took a big hit when Fox executives made a public statement that the reason they have zero interest and they're not keeping SmackDown 
is because advertisers won't pay high money for a wrestling show to promote to advertise during a pro wrestling show. So people are skeptical that they're going to get $400 million. Which is more than what they currently got on their deal, which is a little over $300 million. I, I, me, personally, I don't think they should leave USA. Um, I think that would be not a good... It's not a good situation if they lose leave USA. I mean, it's been there for over 30... Over a year, 40, 40 years since primetime wrestling was on USA Network. Why leave them now for a bunch of money? I mean... <sighs> I hear you. I mean, I mean they and then USA. What is USA doing anyway? They must know they won't be able to afford Raw because they went and got SmackDown. Yeah, you and know then, when you look at USA, their two biggest things were were Raw and the Chrisley family. Now the Chrisley parents are in jail or prison, mm-hmm. and I don't know what USA's next steps are, but. The reason I mentioned Disney was because the idea was what the rumors are putting Raw on FX. Okay. And I... and Warner Brothers Discovery, people are wondering about that. But, you know. So. That won't look right. WWE on TBS or TNT. <laughs> That would be strange. Uh, that would be strange. And they, cause they'll get preempted from some type of basketball during the playoffs. Yeah, like, would you pay four hundred million for something that you're that you're going to preempt so often to show another thing that you paid even more money for? Right. So I, yeah, I agree with you. It's it's so AEW. Uh, Tony Khan has said, "Oh, you know, we want to stay with W Warner Brothers Discovery." Um, I don't know if you could stay with them and make bigger demands, though. Right? Could Fox, could Fox, get AEW for the cheap, right? If they can get AEW for the cheap, because they're cheaper than what they pay in WWE, right? And put AEW. I don't know if they put them on Wednesday night, because Wednesday night is prime time. And let's say put them on a Thursday night, right? In prime time. Thursday, you're up against um, Law and Order, and uh... yeah, but can they? Can, how much you think? How much number they doing? Roughly eight hundred thousand every Wednesday, right, on cable television. How much? How much do you think they can do on network TV? Um, you know, over the air, over the air, you know, TV on a Thursday night. If they're doing eight hundred thousand, do you think they get one one point five million? Here's what I would say, you know, what's good on cable is doesn't even pass the test on network television, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know that show Ghosts on CBS or something? Mm-hmm. That's like six point two million viewers, and that's a boring show. <laughs> But everybody watches it. That's like one of the top shows. Uh, right. We do this every now and then. We look up TV ratings. 
Nielsen ratings. Because WWE is doing two point two two million, right? And then this week, then when it went to when it went to FS1, it was at uh, under like eight hundred thousand. Actually, Dynamite beat. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. Down. The bump from just being on network television. How many yeah. of those viewers will yeah. find you? That's a right. great point because you know certainly, even though we think though those distinctions are gone, they're really not. Like there are people who don't have cable packages, of course. Um, so here, just to give you an idea, as far as script, uh, as far as these kinds of shows, man. Well, what what was the rating for uh, the Chicago LA Sunday Night Football game? How many viewers? About thirty. Uh fifteen point seven. Okay. Um, the pregame Sunday night. Mm-hmm. How many pregame? Pregame about thirteen. Exactly thirteen point one seven two. You're really good. Um, 60 Minutes was the first non-football show. That was 9.7 million. So, you know, could AEW get something like that? I don't, I don't know if they they can't get nine million because they WWE can't. What I'm, one thing is this. What I'm saying is, if Fox right wanted to, because they paying them a lot of money, and they felt that they, it was not worth it, they can get AEW for the for cheaper price, right? And I think they can get a million people. Half, I think they can get half the rating of what WWE is pulling in for a cheaper money. price. Left money. Well, and, yeah. Yeah. And I that's think what that, I'm saying. That's why. So if I, I was think... Tony, I would go there. I would go to Fox and see if I can, if they can put my show on because they can 880,000 every week on, on cable television, on network television. They, that audience can grow. 200,000 more to make a million and a million viewers on network television for the amount of money that Fox is paying them I think everybody could be happy. I don't know. No, I think I think that's a that's a great point and I think that's also why Stephanie McMahon was was pressuring um the executives at at um cuz Tubi is owned by Fox why she was pressuring them about the major league wrestling being on Tubi because they were also looking at having them on A&E. And it's just like you're, you're saying, wow, the MLW deal is a fra- would have been a fraction of the WWE deal. And they still would have gotten not the same amount of viewers, but, you know, some viewers, a percentage of it for so much less money. And you're filling right. that wrestling content on A and E the way WWE would like the secrets of WWE where they would find the lost objects and things like that. You don't have to pay the you know, I mean to give them four hundred million dollars to come up with shows like that when you could get a some of a wrestling audience for what ten million or something like that. You know, much better economics. And and look, if you're talking about different audiences, if they have done, if if AEW would do what uh, certainly you've been talking about for a long time, people like uh, uh, like Orange Cassidy or um, uh, Very Nice, Very Evil, um, Danhausen. 
Danhausen. Those are those are people that could that could get advertisers from a different type of audience. I, I know. Wait, wait, who has the like like I know back in the days we were both fans of TGIF on ABC because oh. imagine imagine Orange Cassidy showing up on step by step, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. you know, or you know, like he he shows up there or on Family Matters. You get what I'm saying? Like like or 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 he shows up, he's in Chicago, he's in Chicago, and all of a sudden Orange Cassidy shows up on Perfect Strangers with Balky. My oh, friend, my this is my Balky cousin, Larry's Orange Cassidy meeting him. <laughs> that, would have been, that would have been brilliant. And it's almost that, you know, you're kind of reminding me why I was so surprised with Jade Cargill leaving AEW because she works for AEW that's on Warner Brothers Discovery, and her goal is to be in superhero movies. And you think Warner Brothers, Tony Khan should have put in a word for for Jade because now she's in WWE and she's not wrestling because they're publicly saying she doesn't know how to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> that, that must hurt her. That must hurt her a little bit. No, you, you know what it is? It's, it's everyone knows it's the WWE style and the camera looks a certain way. She's got to learn the, the right way to lock up. Um, the you know because it's a, it's different it's not it's just her smaller they're basically Mama, she's not saying, going to developmental she's maybe she she's, should go to them they're saying she's worse than omas right when when he started and and so i'm just saying it's but it's, she's not it's, that bad she's not that bad they're good no they're they're using her they're doing a double dig on AEW. Basically. yeah but but you know what they she's in developmental they, everybody knows she's a project they're not trying to when they they going obviously they made making her a big deal right, and they got big plans for her. I highly doubt that WWE make a bow face on her and say you know what we we don't want you anymore, and because I don't care if, if WWE release Jay Cargill tomorrow, Jay Cargill will have places to work with no problem. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, I hope so, but I could see them forgetting her because I could see them using their um, NIL contracts and bringing in somebody who's like Jay Cargill. But Maybe. she's not they're not Jay Cargill. Jay Cargill could go back to AEW. Tony Khan will take her back. I don't, you know, she just, when, when she's appeared on WWE TV, she's missing that confidence. Well, maybe, I mean, this is, well, maybe if they tell her she don't know how to wrestle, maybe they're taking her confidence yeah. away from her. <laughs> it's like she because was trained by Rey Mysterio, like you know the way that they said, Dom, you know the, you know Rhea said, Man, I gotta train Dominic. Rey didn't teach him anything. Yeah, like here's that. Right, right. Like I don't. I mean, I mean, Jay, how long she's been in the business? Three years. Three years. Okay, so, and they said she's had about maybe sixty matches. Yeah. That's nothing. No. You know, that's like on your way to that's that's like starting at the bottom of a hundred uh, when getting the members of the people saying they start in their match and they losing every night, being getting paid thirty dollars, twenty dollars a match. Well she's, <laughs> she's she's no um she's no Logan Paul, apparently. So well yeah, no, Logan Paul is a different he's an athlete. It's a he difference. hasn't had sixty matches. No, you're right. Hey, listen, some people are different. But then again, they never, we never, they didn't give her an opportunity to sh sh showcase on TV. 
And and before and besides, Logan Paul went through rigorous training at the performance center before he even stepped in the ring. You know, and he was and he was went through with um who his first match was Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio was there. Um, the Miz was there. So, you know, he he got t- taught by some good guys. The Miz. It's, and- it's all. It's him. He's just better. He's right, he's but a- but you got but but you got to look at it like this. He went. He was trained and went through the WWE. I I don't think they have right? anything to do with it. I think he was just exceptional. No, no, no. I'm not saying he. Some people have and they don't. But what I'm trying to explain to you is this: he started in the WWE system, right? Yeah. So they taught him the WWE way, the way they want him to perform, and he, and he's and he excels at it, the way that they want him to do it, because he's an athlete and he gets what they're doing. Jade started at another promotion doing things another different way she didn't do the w her first partner her partner was Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> so uh maybe you know what maybe didn't you know what AEW should say it was like we we had nothing to do with it she was at the nightmare family qt marshall did it <laughs> has anybody he trains to pants out I mean, well, no, his most successful student is Shadi Lee, who's because he's married to Julia Hart. Oh my God, Shadi Lee! That's his, his. That's his achievement, right? He can take credit for that. The uh, Tiger style? That's what. Yes. Uh, no, no, that's. Um, I forgot who that is. Shadi Lee is. Um, he teamed with Brock Anderson. Don't you remember that great tag team? Oh yeah, I remember that. But uh, so that's what you know. For QT school, he should say like, "Look, I I trained the guy who ended up marrying Julia Hart." There you go. I know. All right, man. Let's go to the releases. We, we who got who got released and of note from WWE. Unfortunately, I don't know who any of them are because who in WWE? These these they was like um. Um, executives and things of that nature, like yeah. Who, who, so here, uh, let me see. The releases. Um, um, so well, there was a WWE on-air personality. You watch um, NXT more than I do, Mackenzie Mitchell. Yes, I know who that is. Well, what do you think about that? Terrible. Oh, terrible! She was released. Yes. You like her? Yes, good. Terrible man. You can buy. Well, she also when she gave her her tweet about being released, she included a link to her jewelry collection. If you'd like to uh, buy some of that, some okay. of the other people. Um, uh, let's see. I'm sorry. It's terrible when people get released from wrestling, man. Like, but you know that's Endeavor. Endeavor, they got they making a boatload of money and they trying to sit in a penny pension. Yeah, you know, and and whenever they're well, look at um, Elon Musk when he took over Twitter. He really he them by like two thirds. You know, um, I'm sorry. One second further. I think I got this. Had it up. A penny pension. Penny pension, man. That's it's crazy, man. These mergers and. And especially with Vince, and Vince sold a whole millions of his stock. Um, they're not Ariel Manuel. They're not happy with Vince. They're trying to phase Vince out. Vince is, and they they took him power away from him. Probably the worst thing. Vince, that's why you should never ever 
one thing I learned from um from succession, never do a merger. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> never I... do a merger. No, never never do none of that stuff. I don't to be honest with you, never go public. If that's the worst thing Vince did was when he went public. Now I made him a billionaire, but you go once you go public, you you and you start getting these shareholders and everybody trying to you know, it's corporate greed. They trying to take over and stuff, and it's 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 not good, man. You know, Vince. Hey, lucky Vince is not young, not younger than what he used to be. Because Vince was young, he has, he would take all his a lot of his money and start a new wrestling company up and try to put them out of business, and probably would, and probably would. You think so? Yeah. Well, look, he's, day, he's friends with those with those people in Saudi Arabia and in Dubai and, mm -hmm. and things like that. He can make things happen. Yeah, he can start a new wrestling company. Up, he can steal a lot of his his guys from over there, Pritchard, and a lot of his guys. He just needs to sign some wrestlers, some guys that's not under the contract. Like he can get Cena, uh, he can get some wrestlers, and you know, he can do it. And then his son-in-law, Triple H, go. Shawn Michaels and all of them, they resign and go to him. They 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 have loyal to him. A lot of people are loyal to him. I know huh. Shawn Michaels would <laughs> start a brand new wrestling company up, and you know it might take them a year or two, but they and before you know it, they'll put them out of business. Peter had the Undertaker come over there. Undertaker no, like he could do it. Well, hey, I lucky do have a. I do have some of these names for you and some of these uh, positions. There was uh, well, one of them uh, of note, they say, is Executive Vice President of Deve Development and Digital, Jamie Horowitz, um, is, is one of the main people. Um, we already talked about Mackenzie, but yeah, these are all corporate, uh, corporate uh, people, and it's tough. You're like you said, you know, these are people that have been there, and you're thinking, well, where do I go next? You know, yeah. it's uh, it's corporate is crazy, man. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Continental Classic. How do you thought the Continental Classic? So. They basically the continental class is AEW's G one. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the same thing as the G one tournament. Right. How it's do you not feel being about that? Well, first I from the beginning I just didn't like the name Continental Classic. What do you think mm -hmm. of the name Continental yeah, Classic? The name, whatever. He loved the content he loved continental stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. There's certain, like Vince McMahon loves the word brawl. Yeah. Right. WWE loves the word brawl. He likes the word continental. So two things. I have two thoughts about it. One is it is an imitation of G1. What I don't. Oh wait, Mackenzie Mitchell. She's the one that's engaged to Vic Joseph. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, that was a mistake. Um, sorry. Um, but it's not being executed the same. One of the great things about G1 is that's where you would see Okada lose mm -hmm. to to somebody who just came in or or kind of unexpected, and you could right. because it didn't because he could still get out of the group. We're not right. really seeing that here in AEW. We're seeing Eddie Kingston lose. 
we're seeing um, John Moxley is on top of the group. So this should be where, like, instead of Moxley losing to Orange Cassidy on a pay-per-view, this is where Orange Cassidy could have beaten John Moxley in a, in a more interesting way. So right. we're not seeing the group stages used for what the group stages are best suited for, which are the big upsets. You can do those. Secondly, it's, it's kind of funny because when you look at the talent that are in the groups, certainly the gold group is the group of death. I mean, that's the Jay, that's the Jay White and, and all these people. This is almost what AEW was supposed to be, wasn't it? Yeah. Isn't this like from the beginning? This is what we were expecting AEW to be. All elite, elite wrestlers having matches with each other. Basic wrestling matches, not all the shenanigans, not all the smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. And, and seeing this. Right. And so it's so funny. It's taken, what, four years and a tournament for us to see what we really thought we'd get from AEW. But you got to remember when AEW first started, they, I'm just be honest, I'm be, uh, it's not going to sound nice, but there was like everybody can be a wrestler. Everybody right. come here. I mean, there's some people that was there that shouldn't have been on TV. I mean, let's be honest with you. There had a lot of wrestlers yeah. there that shouldn't have yeah. been. You know, if that you go back look at the early wrestling, early AEW days. doesn't apply. The name All Elite right. didn't apply to everybody. Because they brought everybody over, friends and stuff, to make money. And that's cool. Um, but everybody was, you know, if you look at those early w- AEW pay-per-views, you see the people that was there, you're like, like, what's this? You know what I'm saying? So... Um, and and one of the things QT Marshall back to QT Marshall, he said one of the things that he was upset about was AEW's becoming more like New Japan. Oh, he was upset about that. Yeah. What do you think he meant by that? Why would that upset him? Because he said it more or less is not into storylines, more or less about wrestling. But what you just mentioned, uh, more like the matches. And well, I, I think see why that would something. matter him because he's a very that's not his thing, right? Like he's right. A, he's a he's a he's like a a finagler, you know. He needs right. his storyline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I don't know where he would like like his best thing was him and Cody on on top of that <laughs> truck. <Before. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> on top of that truck, that's the best thing. I QT QTV um, was um was a was a bomb for me. It didn't work out right. Right, I mean, it, QT could be, you know, I, you know, but this is what AEW should be, and let's go, let's just go rock review Dynamite real quick. Continental Classic, I think this was the Gold Division. John Moxley defeated Jay Lethal. Yeah, this was a this was a very good contest, and Jay Lethal hurt him. That was one of the storylines, but. Man, Jay Lethal, yeah, we want to see him get some wins. This is a this is one that could have been a believable upset. Orange uh, can beat John Moxley, but not Jay Lethal. You know? Right. Roosh defeated Mark Briscoe. Unbelievable. And it was a good match, and I actually thought Mark Briscoe would win, not by design. I thought Roosh was injured. You know, he there was there were some moments where he looked really hurt. But um, it was it was maybe Briscoe's best showing as far as what they let him get to do, and at the end, Roosh really paid tribute to him. 
you know, he came over to him afterwards and, and just wanted the fans to acknowledge Briscoe. So that was a hard-hitting match, and that had a lot in it. And, and those are the kind of matches we want to see. Swerve Strickland defeated Jay White. Jay White loses again. That was kind of the, this was, I think a lot of fans were afraid of this match, right? Because they don't want to see Swerve Strickland lose. But now Jay White's going to lose. Um, and we see what happened. I thought maybe this will be a time limit draw. They haven't used their time limit draws at, at all. Um, they never do. They never use countouts. They don't use time limit draws. Um, so, but this was a this was a a really good match. I mean, Swerve did some amazing things. And I did, did. Everybody loves Jay White feeling whose house, you know, over and over. That was some good stuff. That's my pick. Swerve is my pick to win. He should win. Wow, that's a great pick. That's a great pick. Do you think he goes over? What would be the best huh? find, Moxley? Or yep, no, no. <laughs> He's going over the. He's going over the. Um, uh, the the. Um, he's going over the 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 the, um, the judge jury executioner. Judge Brian Jr. Danielson. Oh, that would be good. The two guys from Seattle. Uh, yeah, they might. They might do that. He's um, going over him. He's in the gold league, uh, you, you Swerve, and this is the hardest group. Yes, it is. Moxley, Swerve, Jay White, Roosh, Frisco, and Lethal. And I think, um, wait, who is it? The four advanced? Is that it? The top? I think so. While, while, while we talking, bring it up. We're going to get the current standings. Oh, I got um, it. Yeah. Okay. So let, let me go through the blue division real quick. Um, Brody King defeated Claudio Castanoli. Oh, that was a great match. That was a great match. I really like that. He won clean. He won clean. Yes. Andrade El Idolo defeated Daniel Garcia. Very shocking. I was shocking, shocked to see this match. I thought Daniel Garcia was going to win because since Andrade El Idolo don't want to be there anymore. So I guess they're trying to make him happy. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That's a good point. No, yeah, I, I didn't think of it that way, so I assumed Andrade was going to win. And man, CJ Perry is so beautiful. CJ Perry is winning. Sorry. Beautiful. Oh. <laughs> so what we got so far in the um, Continental Classic? Uh well, in the Gold League, um, sitting atop, tied with six points, is Moxley and Strickland. Jay White has a win and a loss, so he has three points. So does Roosh. And at the bottom of the deck, Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe were both 0-2. So no draws, no time limit draws at all. Okay, we got in the blue division. Brody King sits on top with six points. Brian Danielson only had one match so far, so he has three. Andrade only had one match, and that was a win, so he has three. Claudio's had two, but he only has three points because, as you just said, he lost that match uh, to uh, to Brody King, um, Eddie Kingston, and Daniel Garcia. Zero and two again. Unbelievable, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, especially considering this is a guy who loves Japan, who loves that whole thing. Do you think he's gonna so? Who do you think if if they decide to have Eddie make a late run? Which who above him do you think falls? 
Brody, Brody King, King, Brian Daniels, Brody. Yeah, Brian Daniels is, is the joke. Education. He's not. He's Brian. Brian Danielson is, 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 is fine. Is, you if you beat him, huh? He's gonna find you if you beat him. He, he, yep, he's gonna find you. He, he got a lot of he got a lot of um power now, so I don't see him losing. You know, it might be him and Moxley in the finals. Blackpool Combat Club explodes. You know, that would be like the Mega Powers. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's just you know, with Danielson, he was just such an estranged member of the Combat Club. It just doesn't feel the same anymore. And did you see their shirts they wear? Be real, it's lost all of its steam to me, at least. Right. I, you know what? To be honest with you, Big Man, I like this. You know, I I think um, every week is good good matches, right? Um, and I, and as long as the stars, the people that's supposed to win. What, like give us like put us in great matches with the stars and long as somebody wins that I think is deserving to win like Swerve I think Swerve is the guy coming up and I think he should win this if not him Jay White if him or Jay White should win it um, Brody King is a sleeper you know um, but that's who I see winning that's the people I see I see Mox Moxley um, Brian Danielson Swerve or Jay White? That's who I. Those four I see winning. Um, unfortunately, out of the, I see one. It's four people in the in the gold league. I can see that can win, and probably oh, one person know. in the blue league that can win it. So, you know, unfortunately, but you know, Kenny Omega should have been in this. Mm-hmm. He should have been in this. That way, we could have got Kenny Omega Swerve Strickland um, final or Kenny Omega um, Jay White final and that would have been great you know hangman should have been in it too because man hangman is my fate one of my favorites in AEW. um a lot of missed opportunities for people to put in it but you know whatever you know whatever we'll see what happens but i, I like see, the the name you didn't mention that i could see doing something i could see eddie making a run but i could also see roosh i mean the fans are behind him too i mean that's like, that, that gold league, you know, but, you know, the backstage things, you know, Mark Briscoe with everything that happened with his family, they might have said, you know, can you do these dates? And, and that's it. You know, like he might. I mean, who knows what he has going on with all the, you know, the people who survived that car accident have serious injuries. So. Right. Yeah, you never know, but. Crazy, it's a man. great tournament, great choices. I mean, the weakest like is Daniel Garcia. I'm surprised Daniel Garcia, Daniel Garcia, you know, he might win it too. I'm sorry. He might make a late run. If, he might if, get... if someone's going to make a late run, the Blue League is is the place to do it, right? Like a like an outsider. Right. Uh, uh, well. You know, look. I mean, uh, the 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 committee. I mean, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the committee is going to allow that. You know, they've they've already um, set up a, a way for Idolo to lose without, like, by having Miro or something interfere, right. and you know, right? Because Miro, he got his wife with him, right? Yeah, Andrade's managed him, right? by by her and. Uh, 
you know, I like when she said, "This is Andre. This is uh, uh, Andrade the Idol." He goes, "El Idolo." Everybody <laughs> knows who I am. <laughs> Everybody uh, knows who I am. Oh uh, man! All right, so we'll see. I like I like this. So we'll see how it goes. You know, move forward. They should have just made a whole. You know, a whole two weeks of just the, the whole show just be about the, the classic. You get what I'm saying? Like every yeah. every um, dynamite and collision should just been matches on it. You could have put MJF in it too, but MJF is hurt. Is hurt right now. They said he's gonna. Speaking of MJF, he said he has like something wrong with his labrum, and uh, and um, he's gonna work worlds in with uh, with his injury. Unbelievable. He has you a think tour. that's smart? Um, here's what here's what I'm thinking. He's, I think he he might already be half a step out of pro wrestling. Um, the reason I bring that up is you know the he's also a producer of the Iron Claw film. Um, he got that credit. As you notice, he's focusing a lot on his looks. He has some filler up in the hair area. Did you notice that? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, because he was getting a little thin, not to criticize him or anything. Um, and also, his hip keeps popping out of joints, and that can't be good. For no, it's not. I mean, as far as quality of life, Brooklyn Mahler, to have your hip keep... He's going to probably hip replacement. So I don't think he's going to be somebody wrestling in 10 years at all. It but he's young, but man, and he don't even wrestle every week anyway. He doesn't even wrestle. He's like Roman Reigns. He doesn't wrestle on TV. But when they do have him wrestle, they have him wrestle twice, which is stupid. Yeah. On AEW behalf. Why he has the stupid Ring of Honor championships anyway, those championships yeah. mean nothing. They, like, why do you have him defending though? Like, it makes no sense. And especially, like, he's beating like they're burying the teams he's beating you know like i like uh the righteous but he beat them by himself you know in like a minute i mean it's so so i don't know what i don't think his future is in pro wrestling and i think he he realizes it it's not i love you know movies more than wrestling i think he probably knows he physically can't continue long term well he can't do these type of AEW style matches that they're doing these 30 minute taking crazy bumps now if he was to go to somewhere else like maybe wwe and be more more of a sports entertainer which is what he's born to do um, and he's a WWE guy, and it's funny every time we say that person, the WWE guy, they all, all from AEW, they always end up there, so to speak. And like he's the perfect guy for WWE. He can do a lot of stuff. He doesn't always have to. He can do five minute matches, you know, and, and not take crazy bumps, you know, and do simple things and get over. Like the kangaroo kick, if he get that over in in, in WWE and the stuff he's got over that's that doesn't hurt. He can do that. Oh, like, double remember double clothesline. We all love exactly. Yeah. He got that over. Like he can do stuff. Like, like come on. Like when he start doing these thirty minute going through tables and stuff, you don't really need to do that, man. Like, and he's young too. So if he's if he's the injuries piling up and he's not wrestling a lot, 
it's, it's just it's it's going to be challenging, like you said. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, so two things. Um, the pro MJF promo when him mentioning some talking about Samoa Joe, how Samoa Joe didn't really get an opportunity in WWE. Yes, he said their name on TV. Um, he he said he talked about how Samoa Joe was, um, was how he was in TNA. He was the submission, the submissions, um, the Samoa submission machine, and how you know he was he looked up to him and, and all this other stuff. Um, the devil people comes out. They attack him. Samojo comes in and makes the save. Uh, then the Samo- then on the on the the board, they said MJF are really a hero. Basically, challenge him next week. Um, him and Samojo to a tag team match with him and two of the Devil's people. All right, What's your thoughts on this, big man. Um, a good acting job by MJF to try to get people to really care about about this because it's not the devil it's the devil's people and and that could be anybody it could be they could lose in like five minutes it doesn't mean they're going to destroy anybody and you know having this whole samoa joe um one thing and this predates this storyline something i'm kind of tired of in wrestling is when they do the whole i want you at your best and um that's what this is with samoa joe i want to protect mjf because i want to be best. i don't really care about that. i've seen that tna did that all the time and so yeah i'm not I'm not. Uh, I, I I like the idea, but I'm not really interested in this match. This isn't going to be the reason I watch. What do you think about it? It's not, it does give me retribution vibes. Is <laughs> <laughs> it gonna be slapjack and say? <laughs> well, you know, retribution gives uh, aces and eights vibes, right? And um, is uh, and um. Is it gonna be Ali? Ali, but be the maybe what if Ali's the devil? What if it is? He's available. Yeah. Yeah, he's available. Um, so you know, and so is Slapjack. Don't do it, Tony. Don't I know it's it's interesting, but don't do it. If he busted oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh man. Who do you think it should be? Who do you think it should be? Not, not you want it to be, but let's say your job depends on this working out. <laughs> wow. Oh, man, it has to be. Or you'll be, if you get it wrong, you'll be fired faster than a WWE digital content provider or after the merger. It has to be someone with a with a pat with a grudge against MJF, right? It has to make sense. Who's right? your who's your reach and who's your realistic? Yeah. This is tough. Um I know who your reach will be. All right, all right. I, I think to be honest with you, I think it's it's and people are not gonna be happy with this. Uh, I think it's Roger Strong. Okay, it makes sense. Um, it makes sense because he took he took he took Adam away from him. Um, and there could be the Kingdom, which the rest of the could be him. Um, that makes sense. Um, Adam Cole makes sense. 
right? But he's injured, so it's not going to be him. Wardlow makes sense too, um, because what he, he I, there's a big story to tell, and I can tell that story right now. I beat you, MJF, and on a, on the hills of my biggest match against you, have you 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 use me to be your lackey, right? The whole time, and I helped protect you the whole time, and then you you disrespected me. I, I finally of saying all this. Listen, hold on. I finally, I I finally, you know, you know, manned up, you know, uh, with CM Punk. Well, CM Punk was in that. Manned up and 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 let you know that I'm not going to take your abuse anymore, and we're just going to have a fight. And then on the cusp of our biggest fight, you got scared. And you said you was not going to you was you was booking a plane ticket and you wasn't gonna wrestle me. Mm. So all the attention mm. went from me beating you to um you know to what you what MJF is gonna do. Yeah, I beat you, I squashed you, but ever since I beat you, it wasn't about me, it's about you. Ever since I beat you, it was supposed to be my my ascent to the top, but no, it was your ascent to the top ever since, and I hate you for it. You know that's a big story to tell right there. Yeah, yeah. his, right. you know, because and he, why he hates him because you know that's the reason why MJF basically politics his way and politics his way to Tony, Tony Khan, and everything was about him. And where did I go? You know, I I done nothing since. And you know, it's a story to tell there if they tell it right. But I don't know if AEW can tell that story right. You know. And I, don't know I just gave Ward, a little synopsis. Would you, would you trust Wardlow with that promo? I don't know if he. Yeah, I would. I think he can do it. Um, because remember, he's a hill, and I think Wardlow as a hill. Um, or you know what? If you don't trust him with that, get a get a mouthpiece for him, somebody that can talk. And who who? Who does who? Which other guy that don't like it would have been Don Cows would have been perfect. Don Cows would have been perfect. You know, it's been perfect. Um, um, I got my MMA guy. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert would be perfect to tell that story. Um, you know, Stokely as well, but Stokely doesn't make sense because he doesn't have anything with with Warlow. Um, maybe they bring in somebody that used to work with Wardlow back in on when he's on the Independence, Justin Labar. Maybe him. He can possibly tell the story. He can talk. Um, I don't know. I, if he can't do it, you can get. They have enough people. AW is loaded with talent, big man. They have a lot of talent there. They can. It's time to start utilizing their talent to the best of their ability. Now. MJF has to lose the belt, has to lose to Warlow. Whoever this devil is, Warlow cannot lose twice to this guy because it's career over. But he's the WWE guy as well. So if he loses, he can go to WWE and they'll put, post him as a monster and, and they can use him. He can main event WrestleMania too with the right gimmick. So I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Who do you think it should be? I just gave you three people. Roderick Strong, Warlow, um. Oh, my third person would probably be the Young Bucks. Both of them. Oh, that would be that would be so cool. 
the young out of your three, I'd, I'd like the the young bucks. I think if Roderick, even if if it was him and people were disappointed, if he just goes Adam, that'll <laughs> all will be forgiven, right? Um, my my reach is Vince McMahon. <laughs> um, my I do I do for some reason I, I'm thinking Mercedes Monet. Um, but what? But there's no payoff to a woman. The payoff is this: she's taking over all of AEW. But of the people on the roster, the person that I think it could be um, that could propel them to automatically that title shot would be Swerve Strickland. Um, to just jump up. Now it's probably going to be Nick Camarota. <laughs> it's going to be Rody Lee Jr. Uh, negative one. <laughs> Or I'm just looking at the roster. Roy Lee Jr. is is on WWE now. He's, he's on WWE television. You're right. You're right. He's he watched WWE Cody lose. It might be Sean Spears. Uh, but that's oh man. But but no, my I, if it's somebody who's on the roster already, um, it's it's really I think fans would be happy to oh, see. Oh my god. You know who I think it should be. I just got I just came up. Just came, and this could this could tie in two storylines, right? Sting. Yeah, it could be Sting. And then Sting go for the title, his career, a career versus title versus career match, and MJF retires Sting. Great idea. You know, you know. I mean, that ties in two storylines and. People will get behind them, but then people might turn on MJF. But you know, you know, I don't know. That's Darby Allen could be Sting, Darby mm-hmm. Allen, and Ric Flair. They all going after the promo between Ric Flair and and, and MJF. Be legendary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was thinking Ric Flair for a moment, but he's in a lot of trouble. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, yeah. Um, I hope he's disappointed. That's all I'm saying. Well, the next, they, a lot of people saying Warlow because Warlow came out next and his hair was messed up. And um, oh, that hair looked him. terrible. That hair. Yeah, he said he like he was wearing a mask or something. Um, so Warlow defeated Ar Fox. Top Flight defeated the Hardy Party. Julia Hart defend uh, defeated Emmy Sakura. Your thoughts on that? The the heart Sakura match at times looked like a shoot or something like that, or Sakura putting her through her paces or something. Um, the uh, return uh, of uh, you know Top Flight with um, Andrade, action Andrade um, against the Hardy Party. Man, it was it was. Um, I really thought the Hardys were going to pull it out for a moment. It really seemed close. Matt was going ballistic outside, so it looked like he might be trying to like create a storyline where Tony Khan doesn't really has kind of left nothing happen. Um, and and the Warblow thing, I really like that AR Fox got it so much offense. That was pretty cool. Man, and Wardlow just doesn't have the. Uh, it's not working with the team. He needs the bun back. The man bun. <laughs> All right, and then I know this was your best. Your best highlight of the of of Dynamite was Christian Cage and Edge promo. He's told Edge he's sorry. 
and that he and he wanted the tag team with with him again. They want to do it for them for his mother and do it for. <laughs> he went on and, about his mother. It was he was he was walking that line. <laughs> right, and then Adam Copeland, the rated R superstar Adam Copeland, he said no, and he said go fuck yourself on yeah. AEW television, and um, so and then he. And then they, and then I guess they're gonna fight next week in Montreal for the TNT Championship. Your thoughts on this? Well, you would think that would be your favorite, but I, I gotta tell you, I really didn't like how quickly Edge went back on his word about not fighting Christian and not challenging for the title, all because Christian said, "I want to break your neck." Out of out of all the other things he said, so I really don't like. This felt kind of rushed. This kind of the turn of edge, so I actually am not as feeling it. I'm of course gonna watch their match, but um, yeah, I thought I thought Edge would have pulled out longer. And I remember we talked about it. I thought Christian would say something like, "The only way I'll team with you is if you face Sting," or something like that. Um, and then you know, Sting and and Adam Copeland would be interesting. So yeah, I'm not I'm not as, as feeling all this. What about you? What do you think about this? I liked it. I liked it, I liked it. I can't wait to see they match and um we'll see what happens moving forward because and him, you know, telling the cursing on TV it brought some realism to it. Um I didn't I mean I didn't like this few the first few for for radio superstar Adam Copeland to be the first one in the first place. I I'd rather him went somewhere else. And then, like him being in the Continental Classic or something like that, and um, you know, instead of and then go to Christian later on, but uh, I guess you know he I, I don't know how long he signed for, but you know maybe he want they want to get this quick because remember CM Punk we never got a lot of matches with CM Punk in AEW so you know so they want to get these oh. matches out quick as possible right that's what we were saying the whole time wasn't it like we were saying you have these wrestlers who are successful who can retire anytime they want you got to go do the matches and and i actually like what they did with edge and christian in the beginning just because i like how edge explained you know really the only reason i walked away from wwe and came here was the team with you. Now, that was kind of hurt by the fact that all of his press was about how I want to come to AEW and start over and help people. WWE wanted me as an attraction. They thought fans wouldn't care about me if I'm on every week. But I I, I did like that. That's also why I kind of sour on it now. They ended it so quickly. Edge's whole reason for coming over was the team with Christian. I don't want your belt. And because you said you were gonna break my neck, now I'm going back to that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it is next week. They they giving it away on Dynamite, right? Yeah, because it's in Montreal. So we'll see what happens. I'm gonna go through Rampage real quick. You give me your thoughts. Orange Cassidy, Trent, and Danhausen defeated Dark Order in 2.0. Powerhouse Hob, Takeshka, and Fletcher. They defeated three jobbers. Um, Sheeta, Scott Blue, Stat, Chris Statlander defeated Ruby Soho, Soraya, and Adam J and Anna J. And then Penta, Vikingo, Commander. They defeated um, the Work Horsemen and Brian Cage. That was Your the main event. 
That was the main event. But I will say this. The workhorseman in Cage, uh, that was so funny when Cage immediately closed lines. One of the workhorsemen, because they had a miscommunication, and then Nana's like, let's go, let's go, and they walked out on him. So that was pretty funny, the way Nana got Cage to just walk out on the workhorsemen after they paid them money to team with Brian because <laughs> their usual partners were injured. Um, Vikingo, man, they could have done... They could have done him right so much more than they have because, you know, he really is spectacular. Um, Anna Jay, they pushed her, but she's not winning. So I don't know what's going on. And I got to say, I was disappointed with Daddy Magic on the mic uh, last night, actually, on um, Collision. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. If he's a sports entertainer, why is he against Daniel Garcia dancing? I don't understand any of this. I have no idea. Uh, let's just run through the rest of the collision. Again, yeah. um, talk to about. Um, it was basically <clears throat> the tournament for the most part. Right. And then the kingdom defeated the Iron Savages. The House of Black defeated Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels and Max Seidel. And Vikingo defeated Crips, um, Kip Sabian. Yeah, Kip Sabian. What a great hand, as they say, isn't he? Like, he can do any of those moves that they all do. I just I just wish they found something for him or they brainstormed with him the way... Apparently, if Tony Khan wants to brainstorm ideas with you, it turns out to be gold. Like Tony Storm or the way he puts... Um, the acclaim together. Um, so if you were to just sit down with uh, Kip Sabian, uh, that would be nice. Uh, I did. Um, what was one of the matches? Uh, could you read the second to last match again? House of Black defeated Fallen Angel and Matt Seidel. What was another one? Kingdom that, defeated Iron Savage. That was I, funny. I, that was only like two minutes, but that was very funny because at the end, Roddy got out of his wheelchair, started kicking on the, the, the Iron Savages, and then had to go back in his wheelchair because he used so much energy. Fans like the Iron Savages. Fans like the Righteous. They need to do better, by my opinion. I really like Collision. I thought that was a great episode. Great episode. Collision, the best show. I mean, I love the aesthetics and the commentary. Yes. Here's what I would say about that. Glad you brought up the commentary because Dynamite's commentary. When people say, for example, Jim Ross only does the main event kind of event show, matches, any match he does feels like a main event. He's serious about it, and I'll tell you, Tony Schiavone is much more serious when Jim Ross is there. Otherwise, when it's Taz, um, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone, if you watch it with the sound off, you're watching a serious match. With the sound on, they're entertaining each other. They're popping each other. It's like Mystery Science Theater 3000, that old show. It's not serious. It's not believable. Kevin Kelly is good at making it serious. Yes. So I really there were there were moments where they missed so much on Dynamite because they're just going off script, just talking to each other. So they really need to fix that. For all the problems AEW has in the mind of so many fans, you know, I make fun of Michael Cole for over-dramatizing everything. That's better than not caring and just being so lackadaisical the 
away the announcement without Jim Ryan on Dynamite. I think it's Excalibur. That's who it is. If I think you put, put if you put plug anybody off, you plug Kelly in oh, with Tag yeah. and and uh, or you know or you plug in you know Jim Ross or you plug in Tony Schiavone, you move him to the middle seat as the play by play guy. Taz and Norm will be much different. I think it's just Excalibur. I don't think he should be the lead play by play person. They should be the color person. But I know why they're doing it because they have him doing all these moves from PWG so he can call out these moves. And he talks very fast and try to get a bunch of information out at one time. So I feel, I, I hear, well, I see why they're doing it. Um, but I, the Collision is the best commentary team. I'm sorry. I, I agree. And, and unless, you know, when Jim Ross is there, it's, it's great too. I totally agree with you now that you say that because Taz wants to be serious. But when Excalibur is just making jokes back and forth, it's not. And, and you know, when he when they have him read all those, like, come to AW, do you retain any of that information when it's the middle of a match and he's staying at a mile a minute? Remember in NWA, like they would have that moment where you hear Tony Schiavone and you'd see the stars in the background, like for the galaxy, and they put like where they were going to be. I remember that the mosque at so and so, the the, uh, the place in Charlotte. I remember that from 20, 30 years ago now, more than I remember what the caliber said last right. And we'll be here. Here and we'll be there. Catch us here in Charlotte at the Greensboro Coliseum. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Have a segment where you just show like for 30 seconds, just that, you know? Oh, not even 30 seconds, 10 seconds. You can 10, do 10 seconds. 15 seconds. 10, 15. You know? Yeah. You go fast because they would do, because you know, and, and you say that um, also WWE when they were doing that, when they had Howell Finkel, catch W, because more World Wrestling Federation champion. Um, Royal Wrestling Federation action and these appointments, and they, and they say, and oh, they say it real right. fast. You know what I'm saying? Or you do it in up on update. You get what I mean? Updates with 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 Craig DeGeorge or with Tom, with um with um with, with with um what's the guy's name? I forgot his name. Um, Craig I see his face. Craig DeGeorge. <laughs> Lord Alfred Hayes. Yeah, yeah. Lord Alfred Hayes and who was his partner? Um. Who is his partner? Who he's always with? Lord Alfred. Yeah, who he's with? I'm with a few. Alfred, who's the his I name? Him he's with gonna gorilla, I see him with uh, Craig. So I think you're right about Craig. Right. Yeah. Well, do you so, want me to yeah, do Lord Alfred Hayes broadcast? Right. Yeah, you can do it uh, real quick. But um, yeah. So um, or or with me and Gene. Or me and Gene Oakland was do it, you know, real quick. Uh, say where they're gonna be at. Uh, so Sean Mooney, Sean Mooney, yeah, Sean Mooney, yeah, Sean Mooney, yeah, Sean Mooney go do it real quick. So you know, um, yeah, maybe AEW needs needs to take that approach. Um, so let's go on the Raw, the biggest Raw oh, in a long man. time because the return of CM Punk. Um, no, they do. They the first hour is commercial free, so you would think that CM Punk <laughs> will come out first, but no, he doesn't come out first. So we hear voices in our head, and they come to me and they talk to me. Um, so, and 
so they Randy Orton comes out and he's back and get and, you know he gets the you know the, ov- the ovation that he so deservedly um needs and des- and deserves and he's back and you know he's wants he, the bloodline he wants the bloodline but mommy comes out um and talk about the judgment day he needs to worry about the judgment day but he tell her daddy's home <laughs> uh they're now selling um, the shirt. Yes, they're selling the shirt. Um, and so, you know, um, I don't know. This was a missed opportunity for, for them to come out. Everybody come to see him, see CM Punk. Um, and Daddy's home. All right, uh, that's cool. Um, Bronson Reed, um, the, the, the Creed brothers win tag team turmoil. Oh, man. Cody Rhodes. Comes out, he's he's going to be the first entrant in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Nakamura was uh, comes <laughs> out and missed him in the face with red mess. And I guess Nakamura was Cody was the one that Nakamura was talking about in his promos. Ivar and and Bronson Reed fought to a double count out. Uh, Nia Jax defeated Zoe Starks. Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre um, had a uh, Drew McIntyre wants a rematch. Seth Rollins says. Um, he 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 can give him a rematch, but first he has a he has the one against Jay Uso, who Drew McIntyre was so mad about oh, because yeah. the Judgment Day promised him that they would have, he would have Jay Uso one on one in the cage and they lost. Um, so anyway, Drew McIntyre um Jay Uso comes out and then they, du- they double super kick Drew McIntyre out the ring. <laughs> um, so far, give me your thoughts on what's going on so far. Well, it felt like opening with Randy Orton was something they did out of respect to Randy because, like you, that's not really what I was watching for. And I'll tell you, you know, when he was with, um, dude, what's that guy's name? He's not even Riddle. When he was with Matt Riddle, it brought out a different side of him that made fans like like Randy in a different way. And now he was just kind of there, and um, I wasn't really that into the whole thing with Tommy and all that, and and so I I didn't like that segment so much. And like you said, it was kind of I was like, okay, well, CM Punk is going to come out next or something. That tag team turmoil thing felt like it went on forever. That was so boring for me. That was like that was hard to watch. I mean, they brought back um, Veer and his tag team partner, and they lose um, different things. So that was pretty rough to watch. And uh, I will say the Zoe Stark mommy match I really liked. I thought mommy was great in it. I'm, I'm a fan of Zoe Stark. Um, Cody's, Cody's promo was really good, actually. But when Shinsuke appeared, and it's kind of like their own version of um, that video game that AEW did for Sega, um, the the dragon thing. Mm-hmm. What I'm about. Which which game you say? The AEW had the street fight based on that Sega game. AEW had a street fight. Remember they had their street fight in AEW with the Elite. Um, I'm sorry, with Kenny Omega, and it was Big Show was in it, and and it was to promote that Sega video game. Was it Streets of Rage? 
Yakuza. Yakuza. Oh, Yakuza, Yakuza. Like a Dragon. So it felt oh. like this is like their own kind of Like a Dragon thing. But the funniest thing was somebody wrote on Twitter when, when Shinsuke was like talking about how it's Cody Rhodes. Somebody wrote, Shinsuke, Cody's been on every week. WTF have you been waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> and then he spit the mist because every Japanese wrestler spits mist these days. Um, so, <laughs> so it's basically this feels like if like Mary Horowitz had been yes, you know, because we know who's going to win this feud. Um, so I did like the Jey Uso twist with um, just to see how angry McIntyre gets. And the funny thing is, he was interviewed after. Uh, the uh, Driver series. Remember the footage of him walking out angry? After the mm-hmm. Somebody said, so what's the story? He goes, what do you mean? You all saw what happened. My team lost. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, this was um, that tag team turmoil, man. I, like you, we were expecting to punk first hour. I liked some of it, but man, that tag team turmoil was dead air for me. All right. Then we had Piper Nevin. And Chelsea Green they defeated Nat Natty, Natalia, and um Tegan Knox. And then Randy Orton defeated Dominic Mysterio. Um and then CM Punk comes out um and he says he's home. <laughs> oh my god. What a hit. He's home. I'm home. You know, he had about five or six minutes. Um he said he's back. A lot of people um you know, happy to see him. Some people are not. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. And he said, when off, um, he said he's not here to make friends. He's here to make money. As we go off the air, your thoughts. Well, first of all, you left out that horrible backstage skit with Akira Tazawa doing the jelly roll and with. Oh no! <laughs> oh my God! This is the episode everybody was tuning in to. <laughs> so I would okay. say this. This is what I would say. Triple H wasn't there. Bruce Pritchard ran the show. Oh. So so that's why I think things went a little different. Triple H wasn't there. Um, so, you know. So, but if the, whatever that means. But go ahead. No, I, so, okay. So the M1 comes out. And he, the first thing he does is make a joke about, you know, I'm a Blackhawks fan and I know you're all predators. And that may work with the W crowd. This WWE crowd, they don't care about the hockey team. <laughs> right? And so then, oh my goodness, I'm home. I've changed. Um, it was kind of a mean during the speech. It was boring in some aspects. Um, and here's the thing when he returned, when he returned in AEW, we talked about it. He's an old man Logan. I don't know how much more miles I got. I'm going to go until the wheels come off. I'm going to do my best. I don't know what I can do. Here he comes back with the gray in his beard or whatever, Ernest Hinger, saying, I'm the most feared. I'm the best in the world. Um, this and that, and I just didn't believe it anymore. I believe what he said in AW. I just I'm gonna give it everything I got. I don't know how I'll hold together, but him showing up here, I'm the best in the world, I'm the most feared. AJ sends the cards. Um no, I didn't I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it, not in that landscape. 
what was it was it was it something was you next this he did a promo that a lot of people wasn't expecting people were expecting more remember his promo got shut cut short it's supposed to be 15 minutes or Randy Orton and Dominic Mysterio went over time. Oh, so man. so his promo went from five um, 15 minutes to about five minutes. And then he, he got cut off short. And then, you know, that's what happened. And then a lot of people was expecting him to say certain things. And they didn't want him to say certain things. Now there's NDAs, you know, that we learned about. So certain things he cannot say. People expect him to talk about AEW, what he's going to say about Tony Khan, what he's going to talk about all all in, brawl out. He, he can't say those things. He can't talk about it. So the only thing he can talk about is his WWE career. And people, some people was underwhelmed about it. But, you know, we have to see where he's going. Is he going to turn hell? He might be a hell. He might be a face. You don't know. We have to tune in to see. But, you know, what WWE, they missed the boat. This whole week, I'm gonna talk about another way that they missed the boat. They should have started out with him, but I know why they did with him. Why they did that with him? They were trying to retain the audience, which they did. There was the highest 18 to 49 demo, 18 to 30, 34 demo they had since um the day after WrestleMania. So they did they did some good ratings with him. Um, they retained the pretty well, huh? It was uh, I think it was 0.64. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they, they 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 did a monster number in that in that eighteen thirty four demo, monster number, um he did, so, um, so you know they, uh, well you said so, in that demo, right? Yeah, that demo, and that's what everybody wants. That's what AEW be looking for in that demo. That's what everybody cares about. That demo right there. Um, well, this, but I'm looking at their the average viewers was. 1.8 million. Oh. 1.8, um, which is pretty, it's pretty standard for them. Um, but they, that third hour didn't have a big drop off. Uh, they were able to retain that, that audience. Um, because th- to be honest with you, big man, three, three hours is a long time for, to, just for an audience to sit there. Oh, I would say, yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't think three hours is a is a ideal at all. It's a long, it's a long time. Um, so, so let's talk to SmackDown. I went to SmackDown this week. You did? I didn't know that. Yes. So I actually went. So I would say my lot. So people was hot and going out to go in the arena. They was hot for CM Punk. CM Punk chants outside. People was his shirts was flying off the shelves, big man. Those shirts was flying. I mean, flying. Those shirts was all in. And them black shirts was flying off it. CM Punk chants in the arena. They was going crazy for this man. Man. Um, huh? Went to the wrong show. Went to the wrong show. I was, when I was, um, I'll tell you something about when I was leaving. Um, so people thought he was going to come. He was going to come out. They, they, they they mistrust the audience. They start off well. The, the the first match we got, which was a dark match, was Selena Vega and um and Meechin against Alba Fire and um and her partner um and uh, Selena Vega and Meechin. They won that match. Um. So then we start off with SmackDown. Um. Uh, Bianca Belair 
and uh, the Bianca Belair promo with Damage Control, Charlotte Flair, and Shotzi, you know, which they set up the match for later on. Um, people was into that so much, but still, but what really got people was Butch and Bobby Lashley, yeah. and people went crazy for Bobby Lashley. That people was cheering for Bobby Lashley, poor Butch. <laughs> Put there like, let's go, Bobby, 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 let's go, Bobby. That arena was going crazy for Bobby Lashley. Santos, Estevar, and and um, Joaquin Wild. I had to go. I said my son wanted to go to the bathroom. I, that was a bathroom break for me. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it was a short match. Logan Paul. People, it was um. Logan Paul, he come out. People was born Logan Paul. He got a lot of heat. Well, by the way, did you when you came back? Was the match still going on? No, it was did over. He, Dragon Lee show up. Yeah, he did. He showed up. Did he get um, a pass, like a really loud one or not really? Yeah, people was cheering for Dragon Lee. You he know, cheers. Yeah, yeah, he was cheering. They did yeah, Dragon Lee. Yeah. So Logan Paul, um, he came out. They said it's gonna be a um. How does he it's look in person? How big? Like he's a big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look good, yeah. And um, he's um, he's over with the crowd. He gets a lot of a lot of a lot of booze. Ko got a lot of cheers. People was in the ko. I know you said and the people get thinking. Oh yeah, they think it's right. Ko was people was in the ko. Um, and um, you know Grayson Waller. Oh man, I don't know. They made Austin Theory look stupid. When he punched, said he oh, won't punch yeah. nobody, he won't punch him in the face, and then he punched Austin Theory in the face, and which led into the match with great um KO defeating Grayson Waller. Match was okay. What do you um, think of Grayson Waller? People talk about him like, oh, they don't need MGF, they got Grayson Waller. I don't really feel this. What I would say is this: Grayson Waller, his first iteration. Uh, no, let's see what let's see what happens later on in his second iteration. Remember, um. Uh, you know, Roman Reigns' first iteration, no, man, nobody really liked the big dog. Tribal Chief, yeah. different. John Cena, Rufus Aggression, John Cena. Then we got, um, you know, the Thug Doctor, Thugonomics, different. Same person, different. Triple H, uh, Hunter Hearst Hemsley, then we changed him to the game. Different people. You get what I'm saying? So you got to give him a chance to see where he goes. Because I guarantee you, when you saw... Hunter Hearst Hemsley, when he was doing, 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 doing superstars and you dressing like the blue blood, you didn't say, you know, it's totally different character to to the game. So, mm-hmm. gotta see where he goes from there. But I know they made Austin Theory look crazy, man. Yeah. Um, but people was chimp, but people was born theory, so he he was getting he was getting a lot of heat from the crowd during the match. Yeah. Um, Bianca Belair, Kyrie Zane. Uh, this match was all right. Uh, a lot of people was into Bianca. I'm um, sorry, Kyrie lost. Bro. Yeah, I was, but you knew she was gonna lose. Um, Bailey, my God, Bailey in person, my God. What? I think Bailey got a bigger behind than oh. Bianca. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people on people on Twitter, man. People sitting in the front row, they just film that whenever she's on it. I was saying, but man, my God, man, belly, man, man. She said um, she was engaged to Aaron Solo in AEW, and then I don't know how. You serious? Yeah. Oh man. Used to be. Oh wow. All right. Um. So Randy Orton, Rand, uh, Randy Orton comes out. Um. Because of the 
the, the who he's going to choose, SmackDown or, or Raw. Randy Orton was over. The crowd loved him. I mean, he was over. He was over, and they went absolutely crazy for Randy Orton. Um, the bloodline comes out. Um, I mean, Paul Heyman comes out, and he sends the he sends out Solo. He sends out Jimmy Uso. Gets RKO. Um, you know, then um, he grabs both um, both contracts. He throws the raw one. I'm a bit looking crazy. He signs it. Nick Aldis comes in the ring thinking he's his friend and he, and he RKO's Nick Aldis and people go crazy for him. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Then when he was down, he went, I don't know if that's made TV, but he, he went to Nick Aldis and shook his hand afterwards while he was down. <laughs> um, After the match was over, Nick out, the, after, after it was over, Nick Aldis, Jimmy Uso stayed in the ring. You saw they had the black um thing in the ring. Yeah, yeah, the rolled, black carpet or whatever. They rolled up the whole thing with Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso was he sold that sh- that RKO. He was he. They rolled him up inside when they were rolling oh, up. Oh, that's black hilarious. Carpet. He sold it so much, and Randy stood there and around the ring. He was taking pictures with the crowd, um, and he stood there for a long time. He was taking pictures with the crowd, signing autographs. And man, he he was he was doing it there until Seth Rollins came out because we had a dark main event. We had a double we had a double dark main event, which y'all didn't, y'all didn't see. So it was Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the for the World Heavyweight Championship. Oh my so, which was a great match between the two. Seth Rollins actually beat Shinsuke Nakamura with the um the curb stomp. Um. It so was a great match. good match, yes, very good match for both of them. We also I, we didn't see the handshake, by the way. Just... We didn't see the handshake. He shook his hand. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um, and um, so Shinsuke Nakamura loses, and then our, our our main event of the night was uh, Dominic Mysterio uh, versus the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, Cody Rhodes. Um, so. Man, Cody Rose is oh, his interest is amazing. I got that on video. Um, oh. I got the I, I already knew when it was coming and on the wall. I got all that, oh. and um, so he had a match. It was like a little three four minute match. Cody Rose beat him with the crossroads, and um, that was it. Uh, standard match. Uh, people was cheering. There was people like um, they cheer, the you know a lot of people was cheering. They Dominic got a lot of heat. And uh, a lot of people was like, "Where is mommy?" You know, <laughs> "Where is mommy?" <laughs> "Where is mommy?" Um, um, but that was during the match. But then Cody left when the match, and Cody got the mic and he thanked everyone for coming and he said, "Um, everybody get home safe." And um, that's it. And um, come back next time. And then he stood there and he, uh, I stood there extra, maybe till till he left. He stood there out. In the the stand in the fans and he was um, taking pictures and signing autographs and he stood there man he stood there for an extra maybe twenty minutes ten to fifteen minutes to twenty minutes he stood there until he finally left so um I say this Cody Rhodes is the, should be the next champion of WWE um he he should be the ambassador uh, he does all the the things that WWE wants their babyface to do that Roman can't do so. You know, what I mean, he should be the next guy. He should be able to finish. He should finish his story. I don't know if he will. 
Um, CM Punk throws a lot of wrenches into that because yeah. CM Punk versus Roman Reigns is a big match and a big story with him and Paul Heyman. Um, you know, so you know that's my SmackDown. Um, live. Oh, that's oh. amazing! Oh, I'm sorry, I messed up one thing when they came out. Um, I'm so sorry, I messed up during the the, the Randy Orton. The big thing happened was um. Um, um, LA Knight came out and the plate went ballistic for LA Knight because he was he was the next most over person and I thought I wasn't gonna see him and they was doing the yeah thing when he was doing the punches the yeah 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 and he was over as hell too LA Knight during the, when the bloodline came out and he helped Randy Orton um fight off the bloodline so yeah so LA Knight was over as hell and people got to see him. And people was very happy to see L.A. Knight because I thought we wasn't going to see him. And luckily, um, L.A. Knight came out. So big missed opportunity. CM Punk should have came out the place with the roof would have blown off Barclays Center if CM Punk would have came out. And it was a missed opportunity. And what they this is what they did to your audience. They teased the audience. They put CM Punk will be there next week. And they people booed the hell out of that. My God, why even put that up, that graphic up in the arena, knowing people wanted to see him? And maybe they just did that to 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 limit the people expectations of him coming out coming out. But man, that that really made piss people off. So when he was leaving, some ladies said you know, a couple of people in labor saying, especially ladies said, I pay all my money, I pay this money not to see CM Punk. That's what they said. Um... <laughs> And they had these shirts on his. Would have had him, right? He, he would have done like this victory tour of his return, you know, going on all the shows. And they were selling his merchandise. He was his mer- his merchandise was selling more than anybody's. Yeah, his merch. Him and L.A. Knight, their merchandise was selling. Well, you like, know, you talked about Cody, coming, Cody, coming out. Out. One of the things that came out was, was before he went to AEW, he was trying to get back in WWE. While he was in AEW, he was trying to get back in WWE. So it's really just they finally decided to let him. Right. But man, if you probably look it up, he's made, he done made them a boatload of money. Mm-hmm. A boatload of money. Them church was going, yo, big man, I'm not lying to you. Dumb shirts was like John Cena shirts moving. <laughs> he always Dumb said that. He he said that in some interviews when he left WWE. That even with Cena, he says they stocked up his shirts more than Punk's. And um, so you know, they then they would say Cena sold more than everybody, which you mentioned he always does. But Punk thought he had an argument to have sold just as many. Yeah. But those those shirts, those black shirts, with the with the hand on it, those shirts is selling. They're making a lot of money off of him. And he's making a lot of money just for a week. He made he's like the highest merchandise seller on right now in WWE. He also right now. was the top seller this week on Pro Wrestling Teams. He's making a lot of money, man. He's a he's a merchandise. He's making a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? So Man, he's making a lot of money. And WWE made a mistake. I mean, they 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 catered this. They okay, so this is my theory. I don't have to be right here, but they they for CM Punk upstaging Randy Orton return, uh. 
this week at some at Survivor Series, they made it up to Randy Orton on SmackDown and Raw by featuring him on both shows. But people didn't tune in to see that. People tuned in to see Punk. And they messed up a big opportunity by not featuring Punk instead of Orton. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, Orton is off over. People was happy to see him, but people came to see CM Punk. Yeah. And WWE didn't give you what people paid to see. You know what I mean? People came, but they but they gave us Cody. You know what I'm saying? I, I, they, you get they gave us Seth Rollins and they gave us Cody. So that's that's they say here. This is what they gave you. So you know those two raw guys. Not supposed to be on SmackDown, so I guess that lessens the bro. But people still was dead. That that mer- if CM Punk never showed up, right, month on Sunday, right, people was like he's out of sight, out of mind. That and Randy came back. Okay, fine, but people paid money to see CM Punk, oh, and they dude. thought he was going to be there. And they went in, in their biggest market, New York. They did not put him out there, but they put him in Nashville. Where Nashville, the people that, that that crowd was dead. These people here was a brutal roof off. They should have saved his return promo for Brooklyn, for New York, instead of Nashville. And that would yeah. have been yeah. they, they totally, they totally messed that up. You know, maybe they did that on purpose. You never know. Maybe they knew Randy was gonna get a bigger reaction in Brooklyn, which he got a he got a hell of a reaction. Don't get me wrong. But people came to see Punk. Your thoughts? Wow, I just love hearing about your experience there. And remember, we've I've talked about how whenever you tell me, because you go to these events, I, I usually don't, just how I wish they showed, you know, the merchandise flying out and really things that would make us want to go. I watch the um, sumo wrestling once a week on that uh, Northeastern Sports Channel. And uh, they really make you feel like, they, you know, they show the camera going into the temple. They have the match. It makes you want to be in there. Um, I totally agree that to not have him, you know, speak in New York City. Uh, it, is, it is something a little different, though, him being in WWE. You're right. I mean, he's, he's a massive star. But there is a bit of fall in line kind of attitude because of all the names they have there. Uh-huh. I, you know, in AEW, they keep the mic for as long as he wants. And and by the way, scheduling, you know, the time segment, they have to know that Dominic, the crowd likes to rule him out. So it's always going to take longer than whatever you think it's going to be. So, um, yeah, I feel terrible for, the, for what that woman said and that she spent her money to see CM Punk and she didn't get to. And I feel bad. I don't, I don't like what they do to New York audiences quite a bit. I remember on the anniversary of 9 11, remember they, that was the Rosalina Vegas match got cut? Mm-hmm. And she, they had her motion talking about how you know, they're dying in the world. And then, like, on the anniversary of such a traumatic day, they did that whole thing where Ed ended up being hit in the head and then taken away in an ambulance with the sound of an ambulance. So I don't get this in New York. I do feel bad for the fans. Yeah. Yeah, man. And by the way, if 
fans who haven't watched regularly tune in Monday, I don't know how many are going to tune in next week. You know, because that was a rough show. That was a rough show to do. It was, and and I said, I said, and you know how I said two and three hours and stuff. That was a two and a half hour show, but it sometimes it feels long. So I'm sitting there, it's like tough to sit there. But you know, it is what it is. Big man, so World's End. You want to go to World's End? Where is it? It's in Nassau Coliseum. Nassau Coliseum. Do you remember the last time I was there? When was that? Guess what the main event was? What? Heart Foundation versus the Dream Team. Wow. Yeah. And that was when they were both heels. Um, wow. Yeah. That's old school WWF. Wow. That was. That was where the audience was mostly men drinking beer, betting on who's going to win. <laughs> we were like the only kids in our section, my brother and me, our dad. Wow. NASCAR Coliseum, we could we, we the the state of the power drive report can go to to AEW and and, and um, World's End, you know, December thirtieth. Is that uh, El Presidente going? Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna um I'm gonna to uh, make sure that both, all of us, all three of us go. So just let me know you you know if, once you tell me you're going, I'm gonna get everything set settled and we'll be there. Why do you think they're making such a big deal about the ticket for Wembley a year in advance? Like it's in August. What do you think is behind that? Um, there must be something behind that. Yeah. So this is my thing. They're they're trying to because you know WWE is going to Berlin and they're going to different you know out of the country, right? The different you can't do that AEW. I'm sorry because you let me tell you why. Because you don't sell out domestically. You know. All in is going to be a WrestleMania. Okay, that's fine. You, that's going to be a WrestleMania every year. That's cool. I, I respect that. But then that means you build. Then you can't do all out, all all out. You know, a week later. You know, if this is going to be your WrestleMania, cool. I, I yes, good. And if you're going to make it feel like WrestleMania, your this is going to be your WrestleMania. Okay, cool. Then you build towards it like it's your WrestleMania. Don't put it like a glorified house show. Does that make sense, big man? I hear you. Because you can't, because you can't, oh, set tickets for all in, but you can't sell out. You can't even sell. You got people on Twitter showing that your the your your dynam, your weekly TV is not even selling out. Like your pay-per-views are not selling out. Like you got many empty seats. Like you gotta take care of domestically first, you know, like. If you want to, what I would say is this: use the Jacksonville Jack instead of you going to Wembley Stadium, go to the Jaguars Stadium. Use that as your big event in the summer instead of going there in August. Use that stadium. Do you think they'll fill it? They don't have to fill it. They just need forty thousand people. Can they get forty thousand domestically? Florida, I don't know. Coming to Florida. It's just the reason I bring that up is when you don't, it looks really bad in a football stadium, doesn't it? It does. It <laughs> Have you seen like like those 
parade of champions towards the end of WCW's run. The Shemesh oh. Stadium, I seen it too. The AEW Wrestle Rock, I seen yeah. that. It is all, it, it's, but I mean, but I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Is you will, but if they go all the way international, right, and you book Wembley Stadium and you don't sell that out this time, what are you doing? Like, that's my thing is you need to worry about domestically selling out, making teachers going pre off for something that's going on internationally. And when you're struggling domestically, makes no sense. Am I wrong, big man? I think, you know, England, like Impact Wrestling did great in England, right? I think the places you can do well internationally, for sure, probably England and India, right? Those two, but you're right. Apparently, like, a lot of companies lose everything going on these world wars, you know? But, um, but then, if it's going to be a WrestleMania, that's fine. Don't do All Out in Chicago the next week. Oh, I know. I know. Don't do that. Just do d- build towards it like it's yeah, this is gonna be your mess WrestleMania. I and I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Then you know, cause WWE go WrestleMania tickets go on sale months in advance, but they and they it, it sells a lot of tickets. It don't sell out right away, but it sells out a lot of tickets. Um it, it was a huge success for them. But if you can't sell out in this <laughs> If you can't sell out a regular stadium in domestically where you at, you know, uh, 12 months of the year, does it mean anything? <laughs> you know? I think, I think you have to make a decision sometimes. I mean, it, it must be hard to go into wrestling these days where you're trying to be live event business and at the same time a television show before you establish success in one or the other. But. It was an amazing show. I just think that if they put more, if they make it their WrestleMania, if that's their end of the show, you know, whatever the biggest show they can put, they put on in a year. With I mean, the biggest show, meaning that that's what all the big matches take place at, the biggest storylines and things, returns happen and things like that. If they if they put if that's gonna be that, then fine, I'm okay with it. If that's gonna be their Wrestle Kingdom, if that's gonna be their Wrestle Kingdom. Fine, cool. Their WrestleMania, their Bound for Glory. That's gonna be that. That's gonna be their Parade of Champions. Their Starcade. Then fine. Go all. Go all in. Go all in. No pun intended. <laughs> it's not their their big event is the three pay per views back to back to back. That's how they get everybody in. And you're right. It's too staggered sometimes. We want to see everything on a card. Right. So I want to go to I want to go to AEW if um and then want to check the crowd out and checked out you know see how things are and stuff like that. So I know you're the biggest AEW fan. You and President. Oh, so we're gonna, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. We're gonna go, big man. The thirtieth. All right. We'll see. We'll see. You know me. I'm a you said what? I'm a chicken. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. This is your AEW people. This is just who you like. You know. Yeah, we're gonna wow. It was wow. Yeah. Oh, give us the wow report real quick before we out of here. Oh, I gotta tell you, they've got they um it was really good. They had a new wrestler, Gloria Glitter, and mm-hmm. she's supposed to be like a fitness person from the eighties. She's tough and she can go. Her tough 
wrestling. She wrestled Chantilly Chilla, and Gloria got the win, and she has an amazing finishing move. But the two of them put on a heck of a match. It was really, it was one of my favorite matches of the week. The back one, uh, Miami Sweetie, your tag team, with Lana Starr, they wrestled the mother truckers, you know, Holly Swagger, the real uh, life mom. And uh, Holly Swag, it was a brawl from the beginning to the end. The mother truckers won. So you're Miami Sweet on the losing streak. But I got to say, the next week is going to be one of, is going to be a great match. It's going to be Genesis of the Exiles. She's the one with the nunchuck against, um, it's going to be against um, the uh, Jesse Jones. And if Jesse Jones wins, she's going to be in this big five-pack match with the champion Princess Ozzy, um, Penelope Pink, Beast, um, La Tormenta, and it would be Jesse Jones if she makes it in or, or Genesis. So that's going to be a phenomenal. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow is it? That's wow is it? Well, Big Man, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody, for this has been a stage of wrestling in the Power Drive Report. We'll see you guys next week. Most definitely. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the State of Wrestling, the Power Driver Report. Please join us next week for the next edition.